Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two, three, four. Taryn watches live feeds all day long. Brent's always there to say when he's wrong. They've got the feud that just won't quit. And Melissa's the one who has to deal with their sh**. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and today we are back to continue our season rankings of the North American Big Brother seasons. We are going to, uh, this is an addendum podcast where if you combine this one with the original podcast, we will create an ultimate master list of all of the Big Brother seasons. And uh, so we're going to be adding the Big Brother Canada seasons, the Big Brother Celebrity seasons, and the Big Brother Over the Top season. And with me to do all of this is Melissa Denny. How you doing, Melissa? I'm good. I'm excited to uh, finally put all the pieces together and get the ultimate master ranking list. I've been waiting for that this whole time. So I'm very excited um, to finally get that 30 season list. Yes. Uh, also with me tonight is Brent. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing great. I'm also very excited. I was annoyed because I really wanted to talk about Big Brother Canada on the last podcast because it figures prominently into the upper echelons of my rankings, including uh, a few surprises, I think, for a few people. Um, and we couldn't talk about that because it was like four hours long, which was an, a massive yeah. podcast, the biggest podcast I've ever done with you guys. That was a long podcast. Yes. I didn't even realize it was that long until like halfway through. And I was like, Okay, well, like, you know, we're getting our way through this. It's been two hours. And then I looked and it was like, we still hadn't even gotten halfway done with the list. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a long one. We like our big brother. <laughs> yes. Um, so we are here live on YouTube. Uh, hopefully this will uh, you'll like, be able still to hadn't even gotten to find us um here we go I've, I've got the link i'm going to tweet it out now so uh we do have some people here i think in in the chat um but uh but we are going to be updating as we said the master list of the big brother season rankings so uh, i feel like maybe we should uh update you on the original list do you, do you guys do you think we should uh give you a recap of, of where we where we stand so yes, far i'm all for that all right. Uh, do you guys have it? Oh, the, the, I have it. I have it. I just uh, I, I need to tweet out the link. But OK, here, here's what we'll do. Uh, number one was season 10. 
Number two was season seven. Number three was season six. Number four was season 14. Number five was season two. And I feel like that's all you need to know. We're going to go through all yeah. 20. Exactly. <laughs> those are the ones where we had uh, the real conversations. And uh, for those of you who are counting, uh, I think me, Karen, and the audience had season 10 as number one. Melissa had season seven, as I remember correctly, as number one. So it was like one, 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 two. And then I think season seven was like two, 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 one. So it was very, very close. I actually would have like to see what would happen if it would have been a tie <laughs> overall. But uh, season 10 is our number one season so far. Obviously, it's possible that Big Brother Canada, one of their seasons or anything else, Celebrity Big Brother BBOTT, not could, <laughs> could pass it. But uh, we are going to plug them in now and see where they land. Let's go. Yes, I'm very excited to plug all these in. Um, some of these, I think, are going to be pretty near the top, or at least for me, they are. So I'm very excited to see how they fit in. Yes. Uh, so as I said, we're going to go through the Canadian seasons, the celebrity seasons, and the one over the top season. So it's there. You know, it's all very different uh, products here. Um, the celebrity seasons. There's two of them, and they're about three weeks long. They have, as as the name implies, celebrities on them. Uh, it's a very different kind of show. The over the top season was a season that took place only online. Very um, very very different. It, you got to watch the competitions play out live there were live diary room sessions and the audience voted uh, to evict people that was very strange and for the winner uh, and then of course big brother canada is probably the closest analog to big brother proper um, but it does tend to have a lot more twists uh, they do limit the seasons to 70 days thus far at the very least uh, maybe eventually canada will go into 100 but hopefully not i, I know i hope not <laughs> Don't think um, and uh, and so and, and beyond that, it's basically the same game, um, just with better competitions uh, or, or at least um, more fun competitions, better produced competitions, you might say. Yes. Uh, and and a lot of terrible twists. So we'll see how that impacts the overall listing of these seasons. So should we start off with our lowest ranked and so what we're going to do here we're going to go there's a, i believe uh like 10 seasons total seven canadian seasons two celebrity one over the top so 10 overall seasons that we'll be placing into the ranking of 30 overall with the 20 american seasons so we're going to be placing them into that ranking of 30 and going from the lowest ranked one to the highest ranked one and give you a master list of 30 seasons so we'll start now with the first of these seasons in this overall master list here meaning first meaning lowest <laughs> yeah. sorry i'm like confusing myself i was like yeah it's the lowest then you said first and then i was like wait is it first i don't know okay yeah just clarify yes the the lowest the worst of all of these <laughs> seasons according to the audience and uh and us um it was uh it was a season i think a lot of people were disappointed with the level of gameplay in this season, I think that, uh, you know, it's it had a lot of uh, nastiness that went on there. Uh, there was a, a cereal box involved uh, that may have been an Osprey. It's uh, Celebrity Big Brother 2 is going to I be the lowest, so. lowest of these. Uh, Melissa, you said you thought so. Why, why do you why did you think so? And, and where did you place it? Well, I thought so because I ranked it lowest of these uh, additional seasons, these addendum seasons. So uh, 
Also, I hated it. So <laughs> I would assume it would be pretty low, or at least I'd hope so. Um, so I put it as number 27 on my uh, 30, 30 season list. Um, because it just... It was there was so much negativity um, and a lot of like accusations. I mean, Lolo, I I really liked her in the beginning, and then she just got really nasty. She was mean, and I just felt like there was bullying going on. But also, I not just Lolo though. Like it wasn't just solely Lolo. There was like bad behavior on all sides of the house. It was just meanness, but. Like on top of that, we also didn't get any good gameplay. So it was like, not only was it like a toxic environment, not fun to watch on the feeds, it also was really boring. So I, I just, I really didn't like it as much as I, I like Tamar as like a, you know, a winner. And I think that that's so awesome. And I'm glad she won. I just didn't like the gameplay or anything else really about the season. It was hard to watch. And I also think following up from um, Celebrity Big Brother 1, which was, like so great i think the issue here is that that uh big brother celebrity one we had no expectations going into that we were like this is gonna possibly suck really bad and then it was great so we then had really high expectations and we go into big brother celebrity two and it just totally tanked because our expectations were so high possibly i don't know but you know i get i get why it's placed down there brian what were your thoughts on celebrity big brother two well, um, I wasn't as low. It's certainly toward the bottom of my rankings, uh, but I have it number 19 out of 30. So there are some American seasons and a couple of Canadian seasons that I have ranked below it. Um, the thing that I think really helps it in my view is the winner. Uh, I thought the winner was not just satisfying, but great. I love Tamar Braxton. She was giving me everything you want in a Big Brother winner, like Rachel Riley before her. It was great TV. She was trying as hard as she can. She was feisty. She was willing to keep it real with everybody. I really love that. Now, the strategy on the season, obviously, we can call that into question. I think certainly Jonathan Bennett being eliminated early on really hurt the season. I think that there were some people who were trying. But you also have to look at the the positives of this season. And out of all the seasons of Big Brother I can remember, it was led by women and mostly women of color. I mean, to watch Tamar Braxton and Candy and Lolo and Natalie Eva Marie make it to what I would consider to be the end of the game. And Ricky, also a man of color, I thought it was interesting to watch. Obviously, the strategy wasn't great. I think there were some people who were trying, but also the truncated nature of the season, I don't think really lends itself to a ton of strategy, but that's where I, I feel about it. I, overall, uh, I did give it, for those of you who remember, I have some criteria about my rankings. And remember, these are my criteria. It's not Taryn's criteria or Melissa's. It's just mine. Uh, I, I didn't really think it had any moments that we remember in the strategy. It obviously doesn't get credit for, but everything else I thought was pretty much there. It certainly had the drama and the fights, even though it got nasty. The winner was satisfying and not just satisfying, but great to me. And I thought the personalities were compelling. Uh, and I remember the season well. So 19 out of 20, 19 out of 30, sorry for me. Yes. Uh, yeah, that is something that we, we tried to queue up here uh, at the start of the last podcast was 
this is entirely subjective, um, entirely subjective and very personal. Uh, it's a very, very, very personal thing about which seasons you prefer more than others. Um, of course, that did not stop the onslaught of uh, how could you get this so wrong, you <laughs> morons? Yeah. Um, uh, how could you think this thing that only one of you thinks, but definitely all of you think? Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, but I do want to reiterate this. This is a very, very personal thing. It's it's completely dependent on how you experienced the season. And if you feel a different way, that's fantastic. And I want to hear about how you feel about these seasons. Um, but I, but I think that overall there are there are uh, a, there's a portion of the audience that could that could do for a bit more positivity when they when they discuss the seasons like hey hey i know these guys you know uh these guys think this about the season but I actually felt like this about the season um and i i really like it uh in, in, this, in this way or maybe i i dislike the season more than they do yeah but you know what it's fine because we're fine. all we're all okay with with having opinions it's totally um, cool by the way i just want to say quickly that my winner rank my winner my winner rankings my overall rankings are heavily weighted by the ending of the season so seasons that were particularly good but really fell off toward the end and have a really shitty winner aren't going to rank highly but seasons that were meh overall but got a little bit better toward the end and have a great winner are probably going to do a little bit better in my eyes because i really feel like it's the landing that counts in many of these seasons that's me personally uh, i know taryn does think that the winner impacts his rankings somewhat i most i'm not quite sure about you if that it's a big deal for you or not but winners are a big deal to me yeah, I mean, winners affect my rankings, but I would say that if the whole season is bad and then the winner's good, it still means that I wouldn't really enjoy the season very much. So, I mean, it does mean something, but I don't necessarily have like the, you know, winner is most important sort of view or yeah. anything like that. I, I, I weigh it in there, but like if I didn't have fun watching the season, it's not going to really help my bring it up in the rankings. So did you did you rank this last overall or did you rank it? Where did, where did you plug it into 30? No, I, I put it as number 27. 27. I had it ranked as 19. And Taryn, what did you do? I also had it pretty low here. I had it at 28. Um, just uh, above uh, season one and another one of these seasons that we'll be talking about. Uh, really, um, it was it was a season for me. The gameplay was just not there um, for basically the entire season. It was a series of blunders one after another. Um, there were a few entertaining characters. Uh, it was very fun to watch Tamar throughout the season. I obviously loved Candy. Uh, I thought that uh, Tom kind of helped save the season in parts of the season with how terrible he was at the game. Um, but it really wasn't enough, I feel like. Um, and so ultimately it was, it was, it was like I was trying to squeeze as much juice as I could out of the season. And there were, there were good moments. And the fact that it's, that it's down here does not necessarily mean that I, that I disliked watching it. In fact, I would say that, uh, that really the only season I actively disliked watching was season one uh and that's why it's number 30 for me it's yep. just uh, i didn't want to get through it there's there's genuine positives to all of the other seasons um 
This season, though, Celebrity Big Brother 2, uh, it just didn't have what I wanted it to have in terms of the strategy. And there was a ton of drama. And I know that that's exciting for some people, but uh, it's never been it's never been my cup of tea uh, quite so much. I do think that uh, that Tamar winning probably helped the season a lot. Uh, I, I personally would have preferred to see Candy take out that win. But uh, but I think Tamar was probably the next best choice in terms of the the overall legacy of the season and if it uh and and it, and it wasn't it wasn't as low with the audience as it was with uh with myself or melissa and i think probably part of that is due to the tamar win i can tell you that uh with the audience they they placed big brother celebrity two at uh number 26 so just above melissa's ranking but all all down there toward the end unfortunately here what is, where does it fit into the ultimate ranking? So uh, in the overall in the overall list of seasons, it has placed number twenty seven. So Melissa was spot on there. Wow! Right on the money, Melissa. Twenty seven yes. overall. It it placed above season one, season nine, and season nineteen. I got correctly twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, and thirty. Wow! Yeah, so. you. I'm Melissa is the dictator of bad seasons. <laughs> yeah, I know my bad seasons. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, so let's move on to the next season on the overall list here. Uh, it's one of the Canadian seasons. I can tell you that. Um, it's, I was actually kind of surprised to see this one as low as it was. It was certainly not one of my favorite Canadian seasons. And there's really one big reason why it's not one of my favorite seasons overall. Uh, because for me, it was on pace to be one of the best seasons I'd ever seen. And then they had a fake double eviction. Uh, Big Brother Canada 4 is down here uh, in uh, it, it's it's lower. It's it's the second to least of these 10 seasons. So, Brent, you gave a sigh. Was that because you're you're sad to see it this low? No, well, I'm, well, I am sad to see it this low because I love Big Brother Canada and I love some people in this cast. But it is a terrible season of Big Brother. It really is. I have it ranked seven out of seven of the Big Brother Canada seasons. And overall, I have it ranked number 28 out of 30. The only thing I have ranked below it are seasons one and seasons nine, which are absolute shit. So for Big Brother Canada 4 to be number 28, you know that they really dropped the ball because I love me some Big Brother Canada and it just has nothing. Um, I obviously take off, for those of you who don't know, my criteria, I also take off for the twists and obviously the fake double eviction uh, with Mitch going out. It was just, it was a death nail for the season. It really was. There were some positives of the season. Cassandra was a bright and shining light. Tim as well, although in, in the end, he was hurt a little bit by him quitting during part two of the final HOH, which he conceivably could have won and then won the game. It doesn't have anything compelling about it, except for there was some drama and some fights. That's the only thing it got credit for in my criteria. The winner isn't satisfying to me, unless you consider the winner, uh, for those of you who don't remember, the, the winner of Big Brother Canada 4 was a pair of guys uh, who were put together by a twist at the beginning. It was remarkable to see them win, but they blundered so much along the way, including trying to nominate themselves during a double eviction, which still annoys me to this day. <laughs> that so I went on Periscope. This, for those of you who don't remember, this, this was the night that I went on to Periscope 
And the next day, I got a text message from Rob saying, can you please not say that Big Brother Canada is rigged? Like, <laughs> can you can you try not to say that? And because I was really, really mad, Big Brother Canada. Remember, they tried to nominate themselves. Well, Arissa was like, are you sure about that? Which, again, I'm like, what do you, what do you if I say I want to nominate Taryn, do you ask me if I'm sure? No. Yeah, I was so mad about it. So, yeah, it, uh, it loses so many points for me. They really screwed it up. That fake double eviction was everything because for those of you don't remember how it worked, they evicted two women that night, uh, Levita and Kelsey, and they got to sit and watch the entire house for a week with occasional audio. It was like they said, oh, it's select audio. But they got to see people, what rooms they went into, who was moving around the house. And within a couple of days, they knew who was running that house and they took him out once Kelsey came back. So. I hated everything about it. And the only thing that was positive were a few people in the cast. Yes. Uh, I, I also had it pretty low in my rankings. It's actually not the lowest rated Canadian season for me. And part of that is because, as I said, for me, the, f- the first half of the season was so good. Mm-hmm. It had Tim, who was such a wild card in terms of he, his charisma was off this off the charts. And he was, uh, but like strategically, in my opinion, he was, uh, he was kind of bad. But that's what made him so entertaining is that he was this force. He was this unguided force of, of, power in the house and you had somebody like Mitch who was almost the complete opposite where he was very very strategic and also had a great social game but he had to contend he was a very focused player who was trying to hide uh, behind other people and he had to contend with this hurricane force of Tim going through the house and they had such an interesting and uh, and, and contentious war between the two of them that was under under this uh, behind the scenes right um, under the radar yeah. yes and it was super interesting because they it was going to continue for a couple more weeks at least. Um, and it le- all leading up until the eviction right before the fake double eviction where uh, where Mitch steals Nikki right out from under Tim. He gets uh, Dallas to go home um, and. It, it was it was so good, and then the 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 hammer drops, and uh, and Kelsey comes back into the game, and from that point forward, the season just plummets, and there was no strategy left in the game. Kelsey came back, she took out uh, Mitch, and then it was literally just basic basically just two sides trying to win competitions and one side had a massive van- numbers advantage because Kelsey was taking out Mitch and then they took out Raul. It was a, they ate their own numbers, but it didn't matter because Tim and uh, Cass and Nikki couldn't win competitions to save their life. And, uh, and so ultimately you see uh, the brothers and Kelsey get to the finals because of their competition prowess. And it was just, it's probably one of, if not the worst second halves of a season uh, with a, a fantastic first half. And so it's very difficult for me to rank, but, uh, but ultimately I have it here at number 23, uh, second to last in my Canadian rankings. Melissa, how, how did you feel about this one? Yeah. Um, I felt very similarly. I have it at 21 um, out of my master list. Um, it, it's hard for me to judge it because there were so many, great characters that came out of that season um, 
that it kind of overshadows the fact that half of the season sucked and I really hated the second half, especially the winner. Like I really hated the winner. No offense to the pets or whatever. But uh I honestly like we had Tim and I loved him from Big Brother Australia. I was like obsessed with him then and he was so great and I was so excited to see him back. And I mean Nikki is such a character. That was amazing. Um I love the idea of bringing in people from, you know, other countries, big brothers. Um, and then you also have Mitch and you have Cass and you've got even Levita. Like, I mean, there were a lot of really fun characters. And I mean, Kelsey was so strong. Um, I, I just, I was really bummed out with the way that the um, the game turned around. Um, they I, could. I, Melissa, they couldn't even get the ending right to me. That was the biggest issue. Like, you go all this time and then we get to the end. We think that Kelsey's going to win. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I think she probably deserved it. Oh, totally. I think she absolutely deserved it over the, those brothers. Those brothers were terrible and they tried to nominate themselves. And I don't think that anyone who like tries to nominate themselves just because they're like annoyed or whatever or upset. I don't think they have any business winning the game. It's so. not just that, but they tried to not remember. They tried to not nominate themselves because they got outplayed. Cast outplayed them during the double eviction. And then they were whining about it and mad about it, like a little kid stamping their right. feet. And that's when they try to nominate. Right, themselves. exactly. And I and I hate it. I, I don't think that they're good players. I do not think they should have won. And I definitely think that, that taints the rest of the season. I think if Kelsey had won, I maybe ha- would have had a more positive idea of the season. But when I look back on it and I go, oh, yeah, that was the season the brothers won. Okay, yeah, that sucked. So I don't even think of it as like a, a great season. But then you look back through it and you're like, oh, but there was Tim. There was Nikki. There was, you know, Mitch and all there these other positive characters. things. Right. Tim with the gummy bears was great. People right. Totally. In the chat. Like we, we remember that. OK, mm-hmm. there are positive things about this season. And as Tara noted, for the first half or so, for the first, you know, two fifths of the game, it was fantastic. But then the bottom fell out and one. And I'm not. Look, I'm. I'm not Taryn. I don't worship at the altar of Mitch. All right. But him going home destroyed that season. It was moving in a really positive direction and it just wasn't able to recover. Yeah. It's, uh, it, re- it really couldn't. It, it was, and it really, uh, it took, it took a lot of hits here with, uh, with the audience and, and with us. Uh, I can tell you that the audience placed Big Brother Canada four at number 25 overall. Um, also the second to last Canadian ranked season from the audience. Um, so overall, that is going to put Big Brother Canada four just above Big Brother Celebrity 2 at number 26 overall. So uh, that is going to be above only Celebrity Big Brother 2, 19, 9, and Season 1. Really? Uh, also, I just want to say really quickly that the Pax Brothers have been great after the show. They, this isn't, I'm not like coming for anybody personally. I'm just talking about on the show. They are wonderful guys, as Kent points out in the chat. At least they were eye candy. They were eye candy. Phil and Nick were both really fun to watch in that respect. Um, and they were hilariously bad at the game, but it even got to a point where even the hilarity of it couldn't keep my attention much. So that's why I look at it so low. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Uh, all right. So let's move on to our next season on the overall list i can tell you a lot of these are uh in fact i'd say most of these seasons are down in the 20 to 30 range um the last third of the season rankings in fact there are only uh only three of them that are not um so uh not bode well not does not bode well (laughs) um but but we're still here to do it so the next one we have here is another canadian season um it was another one that i think had a lot of promise but uh the the twists just choked the life out of it and uh, i love this description because it can be used for almost any of the canadian seasons um but this one in particular i think had one of the best casts i've ever seen in terms of uh how how much i enjoyed watching them on the show and how fantastic they are outside of the show it's of course the season that uh gave birth to our good friend jordan it's big brother canada three uh the very first season that brent and i covered on rob as a podcast um it was a good season. It should have been a good season. There were a lot of great people on the cast, a lot of big players, a lot of fans of the show that were playing very hard. Um, Tons but, of fans. but man, did there was a twist every single yeah. week of the game and it just completely stifled the gameplay. Uh, we still had some great moments, uh, including the Jordan blindside, uh, anything Godfrey did, uh, you know, awaking, awaken the sleeping giant. Um, he was fantastic. And that moment is probably one of the best moments of big brother Canada period. Um, but unfortunately just not enough to, to, to elevate the season as a whole, I think, because, because even that moment was significantly aided by a twist. Uh, Cindy coming back in, having a vote and having information. Uh, really, all of those things combined to uh, to signal Jordan's downfall. So uh, it was pretty, pretty low on my list. I had it last of the Canadian seasons, just below season uh, the Canadian season four. Um, I had it at number 24 overall. The Big Brother Canada 4 was at 23. Uh, Melissa, you said the same. You had it at 24 overall? Yes. I had it at 24 overall as well, and it is my lowest ranked uh, Big Brother Canada season. Uh, Same reasons Taryn said. I mean, the cast was great. The beginning of the season was great, but the twist just really killed it for me and made me kind of lose interest. I mean, if you can't have any gameplay because you're just thinking, okay, what's the next twist? What's going to change everything? Like, if if everything's going to change, the next day and you know another twist is coming another twist is coming it's just it's hard to actually play and it's hard to enjoy it if you know that any time people are actually going to play 
it's just going to go up in smoke and doesn't matter. So um, that was pretty, you know, disappointing for me. Um, and it made me kind of lose interest, if I'm being honest, in the season. Um, it sucks because there were so many great cast members. I mean, I feel like we I'm going to keep saying that about Big Brother Canada because they always have such a fun, great cast. Uh, and there's a lot of people who love the game and are excited to play. And then it just kind of sometimes falls by the wayside because of these twists. And that's how I felt about this season. So, yeah. Before I give my rankings, I'm curious. So you both had it ranked number 24. And where did the audience rank uh, Big Brother Canada 3, Karen? The audience placed Big Brother Canada 3 at number 24. Wow. Are you yeah. serious? Wow, wow, wow. Okay, that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. I do not rank it number 24. Way to ruin it, Brent. Yeah, you really I ruined it. I, I did ruin it. Um, here's the thing. I have it ranked number 10 overall out of 30. What? On my list of criteria that I have here, it scored across the board in terms of everything that I'm looking for in a Big Brother Canada season. Big Brother overall, I mean, it has oh my god moments out the wazoo. I mean, the Jordan eviction, which was not aided by a twist unless you count Cindy coming back and being oh, a vote. I, I, I know, I know, I know. but It's 100% actually, because of the twist. The actual mechanism of it yes, though, yes. Was, was fantastic to watch. They were nominated. Jordan throws the veto on purpose. Stays on the block on purpose. Actually, I think he thought Zach was going to pull him off. But in the end, he stays on the block and they get the votes to evict him. And we loved Jordan, but I was very happy to see him go home that night because I was so in love with Godfrey. Um, it has a immensely satisfying winner in Sarah. You can talk about the twists and I will get to them. But I think Sarah tried her best with the strategy that she had in front of her. She was amazing to watch. I rooted for her. I lived with her. I died with her. There were so many members of this cast that I like personally was invested in. And it has like it literally got a perfect score for me. Five and a half points. It, it got a point in every category. And it has a great winner in my eyes. The drama and the fights, the fight between Sarah and Bruno after he used the veto to save Zach is something that I still remember. And I did give it credit for strategy because I feel like the people in the house were trying in spite of the twist. But that's how you know they screwed up because it gets a perfect score for me. In fact, the only other season that gets the perfect score for me with all five criteria and being a great winner is Big Brother season 10. But then you have to look at the twist. And I gave it not one, not two, but negative three points for the bullshit twist that the producers tried to input into the game. Obviously, it had an effect on the winner. Sarah would not have won without the help of that of the twists that were there. But I do feel like the awesomeness of the winner, the cast as a whole, the uh, compelling personalities and fights help it in spite of itself in my eyes. And that's why I ranked it number 10 out of 30 overall. And I actually have it ranked as the third best season of Big Brother Canada ever. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 I want it to be that high because you're right. Like that moment was so good with Jordan and the triple eviction for all of its faults was also pretty exciting. You had Sarah inadvertently voting out her only ally in the house other than Brittany um, when she could have kept her. Uh, obviously, Willow being the person that was evicted yep. there. You had uh, Bruno making the bold move to save bold. his enemy, Zach. Never um, saw it coming. Never yes. saw that coming. I remember because I was not spoiled at the time. Taryn, when he did that, he was still huffing and puffing because they literally gave him no time whatsoever. They had just completed 
completed this amazing veto competition. Bruno wins it. He's got sweat pouring off of him. They make them walk back in there. Remember, this is a taped show. I don't know why they can't take a freaking break at this point or, or just some downtime, but they literally make him decide right then. He doesn't even have a chance to talk with Zach. He makes the freaking amazing bold move to save Zach after Brittany nominated him. And Bruno was friends with Brittany at the time. Uh, it was amazing that he did that, but he was like, if Zach goes, I'm probably not far behind, so I really need to keep him in the house. I love that play from him, even though I hated it at the time. But goddamn, this twist really screwed up this season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you had, uh, just, just in terms of the amount of players that were screwed by this twist, oh, um, <laughs> let's not forget Neha who went out because it was an instant eviction. Kevin won the HOH, uh, had to immediately put up two people who could not compete for veto. Uh, he put up Neha, who then at- immediately went to work on Kevin and flipped him. So he was not going to put up Neha, but it was too late. He could not change his decision, and Neha went home. That was the first lost opportunity in the season because she was that definitely was, going oh. to be a, a force to be reckoned with on the season. You then have the loss of Jordan um, because of what happened with Sydney coming back in. You then have uh, Bruno, of course, who was screwed by a twist. Um, you can definitely you can definitely say that Willow was uh, was in part screwed by the triple eviction. Now, uh, Kevin likely would have gone home if this was a double eviction instead, even regardless of whether it was a triple or a double. Um, but still, you can say he went out on that twist at the very least. There are so many people that were Zach, screwed Zach by these twists. Screwed. For people who don't remember, at least during the coup d'etat twist in Big Brother uh, season 11, they said you know well you were overthrown as hoh even when matt used the diamond veto i think it went when an overthrown hoh is happens they let that person who had their nominations voided compete in the next hoh competition big brother canada did not do that so ashley is hoh she nominates uh britney in the end it's britney and godfrey uh for for nominations one of them is going home i think at the time britney was going to go home and she uses the power on herself she also saves godfrey uh forcing Oh, and then, then she gets to name the, the, the replacement nominees, I forgot. And she names the replacement nominees in Zach and Bruno, with Bruno as her target. Ashley is HOH. She can't be nominated, but she's then not allowed to compete in the next HOH competition, which, oh, by the way, would have really made a difference because it was one of those uh, Big Brother competitions where the, the person closest to one hour gets to be HOH, with, you know, uh, give or take. And Zach gets out of the coffin and then Sarah's right behind him. Uh, if Ashley is allowed to compete, they wouldn't have been able to rig that competition for Sarah to win it. And that still annoys me to this day that he went home. Uh, twist begat twist begat twist and Big Brother Canada 3. Yeah, it's uh, it was bad. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, it's been well documented that uh, for me, the winner was not particularly satisfying. Um, I did like Sarah, but uh, but the gameplay, I I was very frustrated with how many twists were taking down all of the people standing in her way uh, and how many times she should have gone home. Uh, So to see that rewarded at the end was like, oh, my God. I mean, it's the perfect result, I guess, for this season. Uh, The twists. (laughs) won the game i think you said that actually at the time yeah (laughs) so there you go um so 
Uh, Melissa, myself, and the audience all placed it at number 24. Brent placed it at number 10. But I can tell you that Brent was not able to make a dent here. Overall, (laughs) it will be placed at number 24. I did what I could, people. <laughs> yes. Wow, I'm surprised it didn't change it at all. Uh, so the only season in between Big Brother Celebrity 2, Big Brother Canada 4, and Big Brother Canada 3 was season 11, which was at number 25 overall. Um, so uh, still pretty low in the overall rankings of these seasons. And it was the, of course, second to lowest ranked Big Brother Canada season. So let's move on to our next lowest season uh this was an interesting season very uh very unique in its concept uh of course you have to immediately sort of understand that i'm talking about big brother over the top uh completely online as i mentioned you had the feeds on nearly 24 7 um and you got to watch the competitions play out live they had live diary room sessions uh there were uh, you know we got to watch them walk into the house one by one and introduce themselves and develop the relationships that we did all of that stuff is fantastic and i love it and i wish it would come back i do think that the audience kind of like uh like a child that's given too much freedom uh proved to the producers that we're not allowed to have those things because uh seeing as much as we did only made the audience more angry with production about uh you know rigged and uh oh you know this is uh this is uh you, you shouldn't you should have called this and this person's cheating and uh so that that did not end particularly well and then of course uh the main part of why i think it's so low was the audience voting and the involvement that the audience had in the season that uh the audience was controlling who got evicted so so an hoh would win head of household they would nominate two people for eviction there was a veto competition but there was often some kind of twist uh during the week that would potentially change the nominations and then the audience would vote between the two people sitting in the nomination chairs for which one of them would go home and what we saw on the season was that the house split into two and so did the audience. Uh, and this became a war uh, that was very nasty, not only in the house, but outside of the house. And so I know that for me, uh, I had a, a not so great time covering the season because people were very uh, upset with everything. Uh, the There were two sides of the house, as I mentioned. It was... Um, the uh wow i can't remember either of the names right now uh the, <laughs> the ball smashers yeah, the, the, ball ball smashers. Smashers. And the late night jamboree, late night jamboree. Yeah. and the ball smashers people were like uh hey you're such a late night jamboree advocates you know you're why don't you say more of the truth which is the ball smashers are the best and then you had the late night jamboree people being like oh my god you're such a ball smashers stan why are you being like why are you being like this there were accusations thrown back and forth to both camps it was very very ugly in the fan base and uh you know i still have flashbacks to this season uh to this day um so for me this was the number 29 on my overall list just above season one which i felt was very bad uh i didn't enjoy watching it i enjoyed 
watching Big Brother over the top to an extent. Um, but covering it and being a part of the campaigning and all of that stuff was a nightmare. And then all of that for a game that wasn't really much of a game. And that was, uh, you know, if it was just just the audience reaction, just, you know, the 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 chaos back and forth, then it would still be, I think, a lot higher than this. But also it wasn't a game. They weren't actually in control of their own fate. Uh, it was mostly left up to the audience. And that was just very boring for me. You know, I, I remember the fun parts, like getting to watch the competitions, the live diary room sessions. But the in-between parts were so boring. There was nothing going on except for people just hating each other and trash talking each other. It was incredibly dull for me. So that's why it's as low as it is. Um, Brent, what, what are your thoughts here on Big Brother Over the Top? Uh, I enjoy Big Brother Over the Top. Uh, I gave it a ranking of number 12 out of 30. So you can tell I disagree with you here. Um, the things that I think are negative are certainly there, obviously the nastiness of it, but I wasn't affected by, in fact, I wasn't affected by it as much as you were at the time. This is the real, this is the first season where as podcasters, and I think this was the uh, impetus of the, uh, so you think you can podcast competition as well. Mm. That's when that started uh, when we got Melissa um, that overall, I think that it, even though it suffers from some of the negativity I I didn't get that as a podcaster. I I got it online, but it didn't phase me. In fact, I think like the stuff that I got more from Big Brother 20 and the aftermath of that phased me more than anything that happened in Big Brother OTT because I was assured in my convictions on what was right and the like what was really happening in the house and what we were really seeing. I will say this about Big Brother OTT. It was amazing to watch. And if they had just removed the audience nominee as a twist i think it would have been a freaking fantastic season of big brother it was amazing you can talk about some of the twists in the game but at least they knew about those twists ahead of time and only one person could get a twist so the one so there was strategy in who you evict and obviously the midnight the late night jamboree made a mistake when they ultimately chose to evict uh, Alex over Morgan because they feared Alex more, but Morgan had not yet won a, I forget what they called it, but a, a, a prize. What was the care this? package? Care package. Thank you. Which had a big effect on the double eviction. And they instantly, they knew that they had made a mistake. I give it credit for a lot of stuff. It has, uh, it meets all of my criteria that I like. Uh, because of the oh my god moment uh, where uh, Morgan was saved, and obviously the ending point, even also the uh, iconic moment where Neely goes home, and we were all at uh, we were in New York at the time. Uh, Melissa, you weren't with us, but uh, Jordan and Alex and me and Taryn were there watching it on a phone in the middle of a bar, and she goes home, and it was just it was so fantastic. I was like, like to me, that was what Big Brother's all about. It was like, it reminded me of Big Brother 11, which I enjoy more than some people because it has some immaturity to it. And there was definitely immaturity in, in this season, but the drama was really high to me. And I liked seeing people. I, I liked, this sounds terrible, but I liked the fact that their hatred was out in the open. Like it wasn't behind closed doors. Everybody, people didn't like each other and they would let you know about it. And I, I, I guess I enjoyed that. So overall, I gave it a ranking of number. 12 and i did give it credit for a satisfying winner as well in fact it had everything except strategy in my eyes obviously i took off for the twist for america's nominee even if you just let america vote that would have been okay if america has a vote 
fine. As long as the HOH can put up two people. But when you have three people up there and one of them is nominated by America, you know that person's going to get the votes. The House knew which way to rig it each time. and There wasn't much strategy. So that's why it's, it suffers some in my eyes. Yes, uh, and I do want to just a quick correction. Uh, the, so the, what, how the, the game was shaped was, uh, you'd win HOH and then America would name one nominee and you would name two nominees. Yep. Um, and so, uh, then America would have one, uh, one vote to evict. Uh, and the reason why I remembered it as America choosing who went home is that uh, the person that America nominated and or voted to evict went home every single week, except for, I think, one week. Um, so it, it seemed it didn't seem like they had a ton of power, but it was a ton of power, it was a ton um, of power, especially largely, in a divided house. Yes, largely because of the way that the house is divided. Almost every single vote was um uh, very a lot of the votes were uh, actually actually it's like half and half. Uh, half of them were unanimous, uh, and then half of them were very close votes where America's vote decided it. Um, and just the fact that one person would go up on the block in the first place um, was was that was one the, of the main differentiators. Gosh. If America just had a vote, you wouldn't know where the vote was going. But the fact that America nominates somebody and then they get to vote on them, hmm, I wonder who. If America nominates Neely, I wonder if she's going to get an eviction vote or not. I mean, just insanity. Mm-hmm. It, it completely destroys the strategy uh, to have America nominate somebody. Uh, and then, of course, America voted for the winner. Um, but Melissa, what are your thoughts here on Big Brother Over the Top? Um, I rated BBOTT as number 17. This was just like right. a whole Very mixed. confluence of events that came into play because this was the year of the 2016 election. So like tensions were already high. And then, you know, thank you. you, I forgot about that. Yeah. So people online are already like pissed off at each other. And then you've got the late night jamboree versus the ball smashers and everyone in the house is mean and everyone outside the house is mean. And you also have the, so you think you can podcast competition, which was like absolutely brutal and terrible. Um, to the point where I was getting so much hate all the time that like, I had a Skype conversation with Jordan Parhar for like a long time for like an hour being like, I can't do this. I don't want to be part of the LFC. Like everyone's so mean and everyone hates me. And the whole point is I wanted to do this because, you know, is this fun? It's supposed to be fun where we get to talk about our favorite show. And it wasn't, I didn't want to do this if people didn't want me to be on the LFC. Like I felt like, why should I like, ruin rob has a podcast for everybody by doing this like i love rob has a podcast i don't want to ruin it and everyone was making me think that i was ruining it so i was like i don't want to have any part in this it was that bad like and and it was all about the like you know this whole thing where it was like this divided i mean it was just a bad idea all around to have like voting on people who are like real people like sitting here like trying to talk about a TV show because it just got so bad, especially because people were already divided with the, you know, the ball smashers versus late night jamboree. And so if I said anything on a podcast that was about like the late night jamboree and how I didn't like them or something like that, I would get so much hate for that. Not to mention the fact that I was already competing against other people. So then they'd be comparing me versus other people. And it was just such a negative time. But like, so obviously that taints my opinion of the season. A little bit. However, just a tiny bit. <laughs> However, I loved the Ball Smashers. I absolutely love them. They're one of my favorite alliances. I mean, you have, that's like one of the few times that an all-female alliance has done such a great job in a season and ultimately had a winner. Um, 
I mean, you've got also so many great characters that I wish could be on a regular season. I would love to see a lot of those people on a regular season of Big Brother. And it's sad that they probably won't get the chance to do that. Um, And then you've got, um, I mean, there are so many moments from OTT that are like, iconic moments i mean they were the reveal of donald trump winning the presidency you've got the celebratory dinner comment you have um chrissy's injuries and her quitting the the rule book and the rule book yeah and you've got you've got so many i mean justin's songs and uh you've got um also like that moment where morgan wins that or gets that care package from America and her and Shelby realize what it means that they can both stay and they cry and I hug each other. And I cry every time I, I watch too. that clip. Yeah. Like I cried at the time I rewatch it and I cry. So like, and then we have the ultimate Morgan victory, which I was so happy about. That was like, I felt like, I felt like, you know, cause I won. So you think you could podcast and Morgan wins that. And it was like, Oh my God, we can do it. I don't know. I just felt, <laughs> I felt so happy. And so, I mean, there are some bad, that's why it's like right in smack dab in the middle of my rankings basically, because there are so many negatives, but there are also so many positives. So, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't even think we'll ever get another OTT season. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to rank it when you have nothing to compare it to, but you know, I had a good time. I think overall, like I, I, it was bad, Big Brother. Let's be real, but it was like good, bad, Big Brother. Like it was like Big Brother that I felt like I shouldn't be watching, but I was still like, I like secretly watching at home. Like I really like, you know, like there were there were things that about it that I really enjoyed. Listen, I'm so sorry to hear that. By the way, that I actually wasn't truly. Oh, I mean, I knew that the look rap has a ton of great ideas. That wasn't one of our best, uh, <laughs> but in, in, I think we didn't really know what we were getting into. It was a lot of newness at the time. Uh, I know that we wouldn't do it that same way again, um, but uh, I'm so happy that we got you out of that. And I'm so happy that you've become the podcaster that you are today after such a rough start. I mean, I was able to walk into RHAP basically with a clean slate and no one knew who I was. And but people were positive to have somebody walking in as you did after, you know, people voting for you, people voting against you and not being a fan must be really tough to take. Uh, God bless you for having me. <laughs> get through that well thank you um it's always a bad idea to give audiences the power you don't want to give the audience the power wait should i be saying that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but for real though i will say though i did a rewatch of bbott um those like weird episode recaps which aren't really episodes but they're like kind of episodes um i watched it with my mom recently because she hadn't seen it and um i I enjoyed watching it. It was fun. It was a fun rewatch. So I also think that's helping my opinion of it, like make it a little better because I, there wasn't so much negativity in the rewatch. It was more just like, Oh, like these two sides are clashing, but there's not that like awful part of it. So it, it kind of gave me a different feel when I was rewatching it. Yeah, I will say that they tried to shoehorn Julie Chen into this season, and that was a really bad call. They really should have put somebody, like, put an unknown in there who can actually put some energy in and, like, get on social media and care about this season. Julie felt so out of place on this season. I didn't take off for that in my rankings, but I really probably should have because she didn't belong there. She really didn't. I didn't even think she knew who some of these people were, and yet she was still the host of the show. Yeah. So there you go. That was uh, Big Brother over the top on the overall list. 
it is going to place here at number 23, just above Big Brother Canada 3 at 24. So we're really filling out the bottom of the list uh, here on the overall season ranking list. So let's move on to the next one. The next season on the list, I personally think it's pretty low. Pretty low. Oh, I wonder Um, what this season is. (laughs) I wonder. Because I know what I ranked. And I know what Melissa probably ranked. And I know how the audience generally feels. I wonder what it is, Taryn. <laughs> it's a Canadian season. Uh-huh. Fairly recent. Fairly recent. Uh, has the best Canadian winner that we've seen on the show. Uh, has the best strategy that we've seen on the show. Uh, really a great season overall. I don't know why, how it, um, uh, somebody must have tanked it in the rankings. But uh, yes, it is Big Brother Canada 7. The most recent season of the show, uh, of, of, of all the shows that we're ranking here. Um, so obviously you guys know that I'm going to be a lot higher on this season. And uh, it's really I'm really going to make some people wince here when I talk about it. So I'm going to start uh, I'm going to start us off with <laughs> Melissa here. Uh, Melissa, what were your thoughts on Big Brother Canada 7? Um, I ranked it as number 23. I I, I think. I think the fact that it happened so recently is tainting the ranking just a little bit because I didn't have any fun while I was watching it. And I think that's what's affecting the ranking. Whereas like there are some other seasons where I don't really think I had a lot of fun watching it, but because they happened so long ago, I can't really be sure. And so then I look at the characters and I look at the winner or whatever, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. And so this one, I think that if, I think if I was watching this, if this was a past season and I hadn't seen it for a while and then I just looked at like, okay, Dane won. Okay, we got like Sam and Adam. We got like a bunch of other people that I remember. I think I would rank it higher, but because it was so recent and I know I didn't have any fun while watching it and I know how bored I was for like literally basically the entire season until the last like two weeks, three weeks, maybe probably two weeks. Two weeks. Um, yeah, like, I, I mean, the end game was great. It was awesome. It was very fun to watch. But the rest of it sucked. And I didn't have any fun. And I think that 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 is a huge part of my ranking is like, did I have fun watching this? And no, I didn't. Do I think Dane's a good winner? Absolutely. Do I think there was some good gameplay? Yeah, totally. That's why it was such a steamroll. Is a steamroll fun to watch? No. So that's why I've ranked it um, there. And I mean, I've said a lot about uh, this season. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ranked to 23. I ranked to 22. I do not care for Big Brother Canada season seven, although I do have two Big Brother seasons of Canada ranked below it. So I didn't totally tank it. Uh, I, like I said, I ranked at number 22. Um, I did give it credit for not just a satisfying winner, but a great winner. This tells you how bad this season is to me that it carries the number one criteria in my, in my criteria. And yet it still didn't really make a dent. Because it has not just a, a satisfying winner, but a great winner. And it has the strategy and the through line. You can see what was happening at the beginning and the entirety of the narrative all the way through to the pretty boys at the end. But it severely lacked anything else. There was no oh my god moment or any definitive moment of the season that I would look at and go, wow, I can't believe that happened. Or wow, wasn't that fantastic? I think the overall narrative of the pretty boys plan actually working may qualify, but that's not a moment. That's more like uh, a story or an event. Uh, the personalities weren't compelling to me. I'm sorry they weren't. And I didn't even g- give it credit for the drama and the fights. I think you could make uh, one argument uh, that 
there was some fighting, but it felt more like whining. Even the Canadians don't even know how to fight right because Adam was fighting with uh, Anthony, and then like a minute into it, he's like, "Oh, wait, oh, forget it, man. Let me give you a hug. Let me give you a hug." And you can argue, like I gave it credit for the strategy. He gets credit for strategy, but he wasn't keeping it real there, and I, I couldn't stand this season overall. It didn't even get points taken off for a twist. There was there was no twist in Big Brother Canada 7 that I thought was major enough to give it a negative score, and yet it still didn't do very well. So, there you go. Take it. Actually, well, I had it 22, Melissa had it 23. Where did the audience rank Big Brother Canada 7, Taryn? The audience was the lowest on Big Brother Canada oh. 7. They had it at number 27. The lowest Ooh. of all of these wow. extra seasons, uh, just above Celebrity Big Brother 2, um, and only above Big Brother 9, Big Brother 19, and Big Brother 1. So the audience was very low on the season. I did see somebody in the chat here. Um, it was Ethan in the chat uh, asked, so will, will people now love Big Brother Canada 7 in hindsight? Like uh, people now love Big Brother 12 in, in, when it was hated in its time? And, and I think that's a good point to make. I think that uh, if we had done a season rankings podcast immediately following Big Brother 12, uh, I think it would be significantly lower than it was uh, in, in this uh, ranking when uh, I can tell you that in this one, it was number 11. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if uh, if, it, if it rises over time. I think I personally think it will, obviously, um, being the highest on the season. I can tell you that. I put Big Brother Canada 7 at number uh, number 12. Number 12. Okay, that's good to know. The, the chat was joking that you probably had it in your top five overall. I'm like, he, would, no he wouldn't do that. Taryn would not. Like, here's a, the way. thing to me, Taryn, is that it has what me and Melissa agree on was a fantastic two weeks at the end of the season. Yeah. Which I've often talked about, like, if it's the landing that counts, okay? But... For this particular season, that wasn't enough to save it. It just wasn't. I don't know. I don't know why I personally. I think it's I'm with Melissa. I didn't have any fun. I at least mm-hmm. didn't. I have fun on even on the shitty seasons of Big Brother. Even like BBOTT, some people don't like it. I had a blast. It was fun. But Big Brother Canada Seven was just. I cannot remember a fun time on the show. I really, I really can't. Yeah, sorry. I, I was looking at the wrong list. Actually, I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> Uh, it was not number 12. It was number eight. Number for eight. Me. Number well, eight. Karen, that's wrong. Top five. That's yes. wrong, Karen. Um, yeah, you said earlier rankings can't be wrong, but that's wrong. <laughs> okay. Get him, Jay. Get him. Uh, where did you place uh, season 12, Melissa? Season 12? Um, yeah. I'm totally right about my season rankings. What are you talking about? Well, my season just, rankings just Where, where was wrong. that one on your list? Three. Number three. Okay. Out just making sure. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, like, my rankings are right. Your rankings are wrong. But that's the, fine. The, the difference fine. between season 12 of Big Brother US and Big Brother Canada 7, we talked about this before. Personality. It's, it's the cast. It's the personalities. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 12 yep. had fun, kooky people that were fun to watch. Season and also seven, people who, they had competition, too. I feel like for yeah. the brigade, they had competition. I did not feel that Big Brother 7, Canada 7, like, I don't feel like anybody was kind of competition for them. Like, it just felt like nobody else cared. Like, they were like, okay, well, goodbye. Like, I didn't see it. <laughs> well, I did not feel that way. I did not. Um, Nikki wants to know, was Big Brother Canada 7 higher than Big Brother 12 for me? And the answer is yes, it was. But not overall. Um, yeah. 
I and and the the reason the reason is that I think that there were a lot of great moments throughout the season, uh, starting with just week one, going back and forth between Kira and Mackie and the the tie vote with Dane breaking his word to evict Mackie. You then have the Chelsea HOH. You then have, uh, you know, Dane taking Chelsea out immediately following that. You then have Sam as HOH with Dane and uh, and Anthony kind of vying for control uh then you have Corey as hoh evicting sam right after in what we thought was ridiculous uh, uh because she was bonding with sam and you had anthony and dane pulling off what they did um and then you had mark's hoh which was a roller coaster in and of itself um and 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 then you get to, to the final five and you have the craziness of uh, kira winning the hoh we, i mean we've talked endlessly about how exciting that final five was moving forward to the final three um where mark goes home dane saves himself with the plea the big blow up the pretty boys were revealed uh then adam is evicted at four and what was a very emotional uh final four eviction probably one of the most emotional evictions that i've seen on the show um you know it was uh, there were a lot of a lot of great things to uh to get from the season and i know that people were frustrated with it throughout um but but as i mentioned i do think that over time uh that people will start to appreciate the season uh more and i think part of that comes from the fact that dane was uh, a great winner and we had no twists to ruin the gameplay like i i struggled trying to rank this one because i just really enjoyed the experience of watching the season and seeing these people uh play the game uh i just i really enjoyed it all the way through and uh i know that people didn't uh i know that a lot of people found it to be uh not super exciting um and i i, I wanted to let that impact me um i wanted to like be like okay well if so many other people don't like it then i must be wrong i'll just put it lower on my that's why i said number 12 because that was uh, that was my uh my or an earlier edition of my list and i was like no i can't let that impact me i have to be able to uh say how i felt and and when i went back and i tried to remember like how i felt watching the season not to mention the fact that again this is a very personal thing i got to go to the finale i got to see this play out in front of me i got to meet these people i got to hang out with orissa and uh and ika and uh and interview them and and it was it was such a great experience like this was a really really fun season overall for me it was one of my favorite seasons to cover um i really enjoyed the stock watch doing it there was there's just a lot to like for me and uh you know what what can you say that's That's true i feel like the finale like if i got to go to the finale i feel like and also meet all the winner like the final like four whatever final three i think you met uh like i feel like that might change my opinion of it but and also i do think that you you put more value onto like strategy. I mean, I even put a lot of value on strategy as well. We but do like, too, but I it has to be want, compelling. Right. Like my, my version of strategy is like, I want to see like a dance funeral type thing. Like I want to see like you're in, you're, you have like, you're, you're backed into a corner and you have to find your way out. Like that's what I like to see. And I felt like I was waiting for that moment. Same as I was waiting for that moment with Tyler and Big Brother 20. And I just didn't, I didn't see it. And that was what was kind of like 
what I was missing is that I want to see that. And everyone goes like, honestly, you don't need to have adversity. I've seen that comment so many times, but I, that's what I like to see. That's what's fun for me is to see somebody back to the corner and be able to just like crawl their way out of it. I mean, we saw that with Dan, we've seen it with Will, we've seen it with the greats and that's what I like to see. So yeah. Nikki brings up in the chat that Dane, did what you asked he was backed into a corner and he got it out but honey nikki that was at the very end like the season like put me to sleep by then and yes that was amazing to watch i talked about it on this podcast and I, frankly i feel like that's why season seven isn't ranked last for me because it did have a compelling end game and a great winner but aside from that there's not much to see here. Uh, the, the, the personalities aren't compelling. Somebody said in the chat, I wish I could give you credit. You've already forgotten who was on Big Brother Canada season seven. I couldn't even remember Kira's name. That's why I didn't say it when I was, when I was talking about the whining a few minutes ago. I didn't say their name because I couldn't remember it. <laughs> um. Yes. And I, and I want to remind uh, people again, like my, like my job when I created my list was not to try and figure out like, who who will the audience what will the audience right. like the most my job was to give you my diverse opinion uh on the seasons and no, to provide like my it, particular Karen. viewpoint that's it. yeah and that's why we have the audience as a full you know uh fourth of these rankings that 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 opinion does have its own voice and it's not if i would be completely boring if i just echoed the audience's results uh, every single time uh so what are you gonna do all right what are you gonna do? What are you gonna what? do? Terrence phrase. It is my phrase. I like it. <laughs> um, so overall, Big Brother Canada Seven will be placed at number twenty-two. Number twenty-two, um, and it's about where you guys had it too. Uh, I think I kind of just balanced out the audience a little bit. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next lowest season here. Um, it's another Big Brother. Canada season. It's another one. Uh, Melissa says it's season one. It's a good guess because it is season one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's the first season of Big Brother Canada. Now, uh, I remember when this season came on, I was not on board immediately. Um, I came in, uh, I think, a week or two into it after people started talking and saying, hey, this is actually really good. Uh, And I was like, oh, really? I guess I'll, I guess I'll check it out. Um, and then I was super excited. I was, I was really enjoying the season. And then of course, immediately the Anil thing happens and I was like, Oh, that sucks. Well, I don't like that, but what okay. Happened no, with Anil? Remind me again. What happened? Was it um, an Yes, it was, it was, it was, um, the Canada's veto. I don't remember what they called it. It was like a car company. I think like Pontiac's, Oh yeah, Cave or yeah. Ford's f-, 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 f someone over. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, they they were able to veto. I think it was the Volkswagen was it, veto. No, maybe. I'm just kidding. I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, uh, they they got to uh, veto. I think it was. Uh, I'm sorry, um, I didn't mean to ask you. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, they got to. Yes, they got to, they got to veto something. Suzette off of off of the That's block. That's right. Yeah, they saved Suzette. Yes. yes, and and then Anil, who was a very sneaky kind of like under the radar, on the outskirts, but kind of making his way in kind of player, ends up on the block and evicted just like that. Um, after doing a lot of great work to keep himself safe that week, um, so that was that was unfortunate. 
But uh, we, we trudged on. We, we kept going. You know, OK, things things are picking up again. This is exciting. Uh, Gary is a very uh, entertaining player. We're seeing him do some stuff. He's making a bond with this Emmett guy. Uh, we saw, you know, Peter and Alec uh, completely uh, implode over the course of the season. Um, and then you get to the end and things are looking great. And then uh, Gary comes back. And that was that was for me when I was like, oh, my God. And then Gary makes it to the final two. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to win. He's going to win. This is a dumb show. I'm not going to watch it. I can't believe a guy that comes in at the final four is going to win this game. Is this what this show is? Is this what is this what it's going to be? Because if it is, I'm not even going to watch it. But then. Big Brother Gods interfered. They said, no, we are not Survivor. We are Big Brother. We do not do these things. Shade. I like it. And so uh, Jillian ends up winning anyway. But that was still kind of like uh, not the greatest result for me. I was really hoping that Emmett would take it home. I felt like he was a much better player overall. Um, And uh, and as as fun as it was to see Dan go into the house, uh, I do think that really changed the outcome there. So... um, really it's a very mixed season for me there's a lot to like about it there's also a lot to not like about it like i i think for many big brother canadian uh big brother canada seasons it's uh it's, it was a season with a lot of promise that uh they kind of choked the life out of with these twists and uh that was that was my opinion of big brother canada one i placed it overall at number 19 19 so i did crack the top 20 for me um and it was the third to last big brother canada season so it's number five uh overall for me in the canadian seasons melissa what were your thoughts on big brother canada one yeah i put it as number 20 um this to be honest is a season i don't remember all that well and i think it has to do with the fact this is one of the few seasons i didn't watch live um as it was airing i didn't i hadn't really looked into Big Brother Canada. Um, and then I heard so many positive things about it that I went back and rewatched. But because of that, I kind of, it wasn't like a week to week sort of thing. It was like a quick binge and it didn't really like stick in my mind. So I watched it. I don't quite remember it. I do like some of the characters that we got from it. I mean, of course, Gary, um, you know, he was, I mean, he's Gary, he's iconic. So um, I, I'm a huge Gary fan. So that was really big. Um, I didn't quite like that he came in so late. And also the fact that the winner was a mistake. Um, I feel like that taints the whole thing. I mean, with Tala's like wrong vote or not Tala. Um, sorry. Topaz. Topaz's Topaz. wrong yeah. vote. Um, like that. I mean, it, yes, sure. It's an iconic moment. You know, she goes, wait, 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 wait. You know, that whole thing. But it's just it taints the end result because the person who was supposed to win didn't win. And now we have this winner that really didn't win. Like, I don't know. It just kind of, kind of taints the whole thing for me. Um, But you know, it started, it started the whole big brother Canada thing. And that has become one of the best shows to watch. Um, And it's been such a fun show to cover. So I I do have mixed feelings on this season as well. And that's why it, it didn't crack the top 20 for me, but um. But, you know, it, it's still up there. It's not my lowest ranked Big Brother Canada season by any means. So, yeah, it, it really was like, I think, a case where at the end, like, no matter which way it happened, no matter which result 
it was going to be, whether it was going to be Gary winning or Topaz winning or uh, uh, Jillian winning because of Topaz's vote. Either way, it was a joke. It was it was uh, just it made the whole thing just look like a sham, uh, in my opinion. Um, and that's it honestly would be a much higher season for me, uh, if not for those those twists in that ending. Um, but Brent, what are your thoughts? Uh- well, I share your opinion. Uh, Big Brother Canada 1 is a mixed bag for me. In fact, it, it gets credit for three of my uh, things that I look for. It has obviously the oh my god moment. Iconic with Topaz voting the wrong way. Obviously happening at the end. It does have personalities that I felt like were compelling. Emmett, Gary, uh, even people who were minor like Suzette, Peter Brown. Uh, these people were people that I felt like I related to or rooted for. Uh, and I could see a strategy through line with Emmett and Jillian until they brought someone back in at the final four, which sort of screwed everything up. So that's not great um, when they did that. It really hurt because the other thing, too, that people forget is that Gary was dumb enough to take Emmett to the end until Dan came in. Gary was going to take Emmett to the end. He was going to take the milkman to the end and lose to him. He was going to take him until Dan Giesling himself came in and you could see Gary change at the time. And all of a sudden he started rethinking things, things. And, you know, we'll never know if he would have thought of this on his own. I don't think he would have, uh, but uh, it really hurts it in my eyes. Uh, Obviously uh, we always look for uh, people who were making correct moves. And Melissa, this is the season where Peter wins the veto has a chance to save what, is arguably his only ally in the game at that point in Topaz. He refuses to use the veto because he's snowed by Emmett and Jillian and their lies, and he's quickly evicted the next week and still somehow defends it to this day. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I didn't care for Big Brother Canada 1, and it is ranked almost lowest of my Big Brother Canada lists. I actually have Season 7 ranked above it. So I ranked uh, Big Brother Canada Season 1 as my number 24 season out of 30 seasons of North American Big Brother and among Canadian seasons, I have it ranked next to last. All right. Well, the audience is actually higher on this season than uh, than any of us. The audience placed the first season of Big Brother Canada at number 16 overall. Um, so just smack dab in the middle. Uh, it is the third highest Canadian ranked season, which does not say the best about the Canadian seasons in terms of how the audience views them. Uh, this, the third best one is placed at number 16, but uh, it is the way that it is here. But um, but yes, number 16 for the uh, the audience. I can say that the first season of Big Brother Canada was significantly uh, less watched by the audience than, uh, than almost any of the other Canadian seasons. Um, that uh, I think there's like a almost a, a 15 to 20 percent uh, decrease in viewership for the first season from season one to season two. And I think that that's because a lot of people missed it on their first go around. Uh, and then, you know, if people are thinking about going back and watching older seasons of Big Brother Canada, it's like, oh, season two. You should watch season two. Uh, and also they probably heard about what happened at the end of season one. Which makes it seem like a bit of a joke, like none of it mattered. Uh, and I think that also probably discourages people from going back and actually watching the whole thing when they know what happens at the end. So uh, I, I, it was it was a curious statistic to uh, to see there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so at number 16 for the audience, and that's going to place it overall at number 21, just above 
Big wow. Brother Canada. It's like 21, 23, 24. <laughs> yes. So far, it's Big Brother Celebrity 2 at number 27, Big Brother Canada 4 at 26, Canada 3 at 24, OTT at 23, Canada 7 at 22, and Canada 1 at 21. And I can tell you that the next season is number 20. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I know what season that is. It has to be. Uh, okay. Well, well maybe not. I I, I'm, I'm interested. Well, what, what's your what's your guess? Melissa well, says Canada five. I was gonna say two, but that might be me personally. Okay. Well, I can say that in this season, the uh, people thought that the the wrong person won. They felt like somebody else should have won this season. There was a better player. Um, it was an interesting Wait. season to uh, to watch all the way through. Um, you guys, uh, there we go. <laughs> it was not a Canadian season. It was, in fact, Big Brother Celebrity. Oh, uh, okay. The first Big but, Brother oh, that Celebrity. That sounds like you're saying Canada, too. I know. I was trying to mislead you. <laughs> yeah, that was misleading. Good work, Darren. <laughs> um, well, you so, got me. I was literally like five, two, one. <laughs> It's like Big Brother celebrity. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yes, Big Brother celebrity won. It was an interesting experience uh, experiment. I think um, you obviously had uh, you know celebrities coming into this cast. Uh, you had three weeks of gameplay, um, and I, it was a fun season to watch. I think I was actually higher on it immediately following the season than I than I am now. Uh, looking back at it, uh, it didn't really stick in my memory. It was kind of like nice, fun junk food to like pop in my mouth for uh, for a couple of weeks in the winter. But uh, but looking back, I remember the quits and I remember the fact that uh, Marissa, you know, for as maybe people like her, uh, she wasn't a great player. Terrible. Um, yeah, it's not not the, not the best winner. And, um, and there, there were just, uh, I, there's just not enough things that I remember about it. I mean, I remember a lot about it because it was playing on the feeds in Big Brother 20 all the time. Um, but beyond that, uh, I couldn't, there were, I was like reminded about things, even though it was only a, a few months, uh, it took place a few months before Big Brother 20. Um, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. And it was just, I don't know. There were, I, I liked Ariadna, but, uh, in some ways, maybe that was, uh, that's a detriment to the season that Ariadna, who maybe was not the most exciting player in, in the world, was my favorite, um, you know, because she was probably, I don't know, one of the better players on the season. Um, I don't know. There, it's just I feel like I don't even know what to say about the season, Melissa. I don't even know how to talk about it because it, it just it's it's gone away from my memory. I I loved this season. I loved it so much. I I think I think as I said earlier, I think it also was helped by the fact that I had very very low expectations and was literally expecting nothing. And so when I got something, it was great. And not only that, I don't even think it was just something. I think it was great. I think it was an awesome season. We had great gameplay that for like I would say like half of these Big Brother other Big Brother seasons, we didn't get that sort of gameplay. Maybe even more. I don't even know. But um, I put it as number nine. And we also had so many amazing characters. I mean, we had Brandy and James Maslow and Omarosa. And we had, you know, Ariana, we had Ross, we had Marissa, we had Shannon Elizabeth. We had so many people. We had Meta. Like we had, there were just so many great people to watch. Like all those people, I could talk for days about how 
fun they were. Um, everything I, I love. This was one of those seasons, like I talked about with Big Brother 16, where I love to just watch the feeds, like for the stories, like to hear them talk and like just having them having conversations was so fun. And and you never know what to expect with these people. I mean, Brandy would get a little drunk and she, you know go crazy and it was so fun and Ross and Marissa together were hilarious and James Maslow I was shocked how much I ended up liking him and Omarosa is an amazing player I mean she's like the queen of reality TV villainy I mean I loved her and she was so smooth and smart and I I, she was amazing I, I loved all the characters everybody on it brought something to the table um you know even what's her name Keisha or I think that's how you say her name, right? Yeah. Uh, she yeah. uh, she brought that the milk depleting thing. <laughs> I mean, we had that. Look, I didn't like the quits. I will say, but I I also felt like I was never bored. I was never bored, and I feel like that's a huge thing for me because I'm bored most of the time. So I I love the fact that I the season went so quickly. But not only that, it wasn't it wasn't just like okay, yeah, we already know who the next person to leave is. Let's go. We had strong players in the house, and I'm I'm totally upset that Ross didn't win. If I'm being honest, but um, but I I loved watching it anyway, and I had such a great time covering it. That that Big Brother Celebrity Two was a big, huge, massive disappointment for me. So you know that's why I have this season ranked so high. Yeah, cool. uh, I can what? I can say that the audience had Celebrity Big Brother at number twenty two overall. Um, so the Melissa, audience was. It, I'm sorry, mostly you had it at number eight. Number overall? nine. Number, number nine, nine overall. Number nine. Nine yeah. overall. Okay. Uh, that's that's nearly the same gap as uh, Big Brother Canada Seven to myself. Just saying. So uh, people aren't going to be as up outraged about it. But, <laughs> yeah, because um, they'll be like, "Wow, you know what? Melissa's totally right." uh but but yeah i mean i don't know there were i agree with you that i don't recall being bored that often on season uh season one of celebrity big brother uh but it would be kind of difficult i think to be bored on a three-week season where the pace is so uh hectic uh which is why again celebrity two was so disappointing in a lot of ways um but i i do remember being bored in a lot of those two hour long episodes i remember being very disappointed in the uh the very what should have been very exciting Monday night episodes. I believe they were where the quits happened and ruined uh, blind sides and, uh, and exciting evictions. Um, so that wasn't, uh, that wasn't great for me overall. For me, I had celebrity big brother number 21. Um, so fairly, fairly in line with the audience on that one. Brent, what are your thoughts on, on this? Yeah, one? it's a season that I really had a good time watching and covering. Um, but it did not figure prominently into my rankings. I have it ranked number 25 out of 30. I think that the quits and the end game are things that are holding it back for me. Also, the fact that it didn't have a compelling winner. It doesn't even just have, like, not, not for nothing, it doesn't have a great winner. It doesn't even have a satisfying winner to me. Marissa Jarrett Winoker is a lovely person, but she is not a satisfying winner of Big Brother. She she would have willingly taken Ross to the end, or well, she would have willingly taken Ross to the end, and arguably should have lost to him. Uh, I think she ended up winning that final four HOH and took him to the end. Mm-hmm. She, she was like she was totally fine losing. She was totally fine going to the end and say, "Well, you're going to win," and it wasn't a put on. It wasn't like she's secretly saying, "Well, I know I'm going to win because of a bitter jury." No, that's not how it happened. Um, the quits obviously hurt it as well. But on the positive side, you have to talk about somebody like Amarosa, who was there to play. The people that were on this season who came to play, they came to play. And mm-hmm. I was so thrilled. 
Omarosa winning HOH during the double eviction was probably the oh my god moment of the season oh, for yeah. me. I actually I, I didn't give so it happy. credit in the end because it evicted James and that really didn't change the dynamic of the house. But I really loved watching it. It was fantastic television all around. Um, it just the 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 ending and the winner just hold it back with the quits. That's why I don't care for it as much. Yeah, I think if Ross had won, it really would have uh, maintained, I think, the momentum it had following the season. Because after the season ended, people were still like, you know, that was fun. That was that was really great. People yeah. had low expectations going in. Um, I think that a couple of things hurt it. I think that the winner and I think that the performance of the second season also, I think, has kind of dampened the excitement on the celebrity edition overall as well. Um, I do think that I have heard. Uh, I don't know how confirmed it, I've I've heard inklings that they're still that they are planning another winter season whether it's celebrity or something else um yeah i don't know i don't know i don't think it's totally confirmed yet but i remember reading a couple of things about people speculating based on some press releases that that might be in the works so we may see a third season of celebrity big brother uh or we may see something else come into play i know um a lot of people have uh campaigned for the idea of a three-week all-star season um where we can maybe get some people that otherwise would not come on and play again but uh you know what are you gonna, well we'll see um <laughs> you almost said what are you gonna do what are you gonna do? <laughs> I, yeah I, you know, I, it was uh we'll see was a more appropriate one in that, in that moment. Um, <laughs> so uh as i said overall big brother celebrity one is going to rank here at number 20 number 20 so uh 20 21 22 23 24 26 and 27 not great can we get something to break out of this monotony? Well, I can tell you that there is a massive gap here. Uh, a massive gap from number 20. And we're going to skip the entirety of the teens. Oh, wow. Uh, and Woo! head straight to number 10 on the overall list. Straight to number 10. It's uh, obviously the only seasons left are Canadian seasons. So uh, it's going to be one of these Canadian seasons. It's uh, a highly regarded season of Big Brother Canada. It has a great cast, a lot of uh, great players, some of my favorite players um, from this cast. It uh, was was a very exciting season, I think, for for most of the second half in particular is really when it started to kick up. And so obviously now I am talking about Big Brother Canada 2. Big Brother Canada 2 is going to place here at number 10. Uh, Brent, what do you have to say about season two of Big Brother Canada? I really enjoyed this season. In fact, overall, I have it ranked number 14. So I'm a little lower than the overall ranking. I have it ranked number 14 out of 30. Uh, To me, the thing that really carries it is a satisfying winner. Uh, to me, the the end game, John making the move to cut Netta at the end, which is a move that he had to do in order to win the game. Yeah. I love seeing people make the moves that they have to make in order to move themselves forward or otherwise win. John made it and he made it in the nick of time. I think, you know, a couple of days earlier, he was probably taking Netta to the end and he just had a few too many days to think about that money and what the implications of taking someone like Sabrina to the end of the game. Uh, I don't give it credit for a Great winner. I don't think that John is a great winner of Big Brother Canada season two, only because there was someone standing there who I felt like was better in Netta. And so I do feel like it gets credit for satisfying winner, but not a great winner. He has the 
oh my God moment. Canada's HOH was breathtaking. The, the, the formation of the first five and their ultimate decim- decimation was breathtaking to watch to me and how quickly it happened. Uh, and uh, the uh, fun moments. I mean, I had so much fun on this season. This is the season where they gave the Allison, who we love, Allie White uh, and John, a task to go oh, in the diary room to drink. And then, you know, the house couldn't figure out that they were drunk. Uh, uh, I think the one negative for me was they had a, a person on this season in Kenny who went into the house closeted and uh, it wasn't, you know, I, I've long since been out since, you know, what, I, I, since the dark ages, Taryn. And uh, so watching somebody go into the house in the closet was a little unnerving for me, but I was happy in the end when he did come out. I couldn't really understand how they didn't understand that he was gay when he was dancing with olive oil, Western oil all over him and in his tidy whitey underwear. <laughs> but uh, they, they, eventually they got it right. Uh, John making the move at the end really elevates it to I love seeing cold-hearted play like that. I wish we had had that in Big Brother 20. We can get it, but at least we got it here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Big Brother Canada 2, uh, for me, uh, I, I loved, really just loved watching Netta. I think she's amazing. I think she's fantastic. She's one of my favorite people to come from the show. Uh, I loved watching her throughout the season, starting, uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a spot where she was very much the underdog. Uh, you had the first five. And it's, uh, this is kind of uh, a, a similar season. Um, uh, I can't I can't think of maybe 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 similar to like uh, Big Brother 15 in some ways. Um, I'm trying to think of other seasons where this has happened. But the first five was very dominant for the first half of the game. And people were like, this season sucks. This is the worst season ever. It was very much Big Brother Canada 7, only uh, the pretty boys never got broken up. People were very upset with the first five, and they hated them, and they never wanted to, you know, they didn't want to see the season finish. Um, But you did have some great moments in between, as people in the chat are mentioning. The Ica shredding the letters moment was obviously a great one. Um, You had the, the tasks being introduced. This was our first introduction to somebody coming into the game late. uh, And I was not fond of this twist at the time, but I was happy to see Allison go in. She's another great person from the season that, uh, that I really enjoyed rooting for, even though I know a lot of people were like, wait, no, don't just go to the first five. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but, but then ultimately we have a shift in the game and we get to the second half and that's when I feel like it really kicked into gear. Um, that's what you want to see is that shift. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we missed that for a lot of seasons. Wait, we need that. Uh, we need a shift, not a Chevrolet power shift. <laughs> yes. Well, unfortunately, Ew. it came with a twist. Uh, Canada's HOH. Now, this likely would have happened anyway, but I think the odds were, uh, I don't know, like two, two, sixty-six percent that the that nobody in the first five would win HOH, and then they would so the the result would be pretty much the same. Um, but. But either way, uh, it it happened through a twist that uh, that Andrew and Sabrina were nominated in the first five just exp- explodes um, and the uh, John and Netta completely take over. And then you get the betrayal um, of Netta convincing John to betray Arlie. And then Arlie barely, almost manages to survive and really should have, but, but doesn't uh, because of the work that uh, that John puts in uh, and Netta to an extent. Um, and then from that point forward, it's really just a, a bit of a battle as Netta just kind of takes out her remaining enemies and tries to set herself up in 
the best way to win. Uh, and unfortunately, I think John kind of sees through that toward the end. And then, of course, at the final three, uh, makes the choice to take Sabrina to the end instead of Netta. Um, I would have been happier with a Netta win personally, and I think that would probably elevate the season uh, overall. But for me, it, it's uh, the, the twist kind of doesn't doesn't do the season any favors. Um, and that's why it's not a higher season. I think if, if Netta had won and if the flip had happened without a twist, uh, then the season would probably be higher for me. But I, I have it at number 14 overall. Um, I, Brent, I think do you have it at, do you have it 14 too? Uh, yes, I have a number 14. I do want to say really quickly about the Canada's HOH, although it was thrilling to see Sabrina and Andrew on the block. The problem that I have with the twist specifically is that it allowed everybody else to hide. You had people like John and Netta who were obviously against Andrew and they wanted him out, but they were able to wash their hands of it. Even John winning the veto uh, in that specific week, uh, he was able to hide uh, because if you won the veto, the person who was voted in third by Canada would be, and that could have been anybody. You could have had your own um, your own ally going on the block. Netta could have went on the block. John used the veto. So obviously he was able to hide behind that. I don't like it when people don't have to get blood on their hands, when they have to own their shit. And they didn't have to own their shit the, Andrew, the week that Andrew was evicted. Everything else that happened after that, though, was pretty fantastic. Arlie would have uh, who incidentally has blocked me on Twitter. So he took your advice, Taryn. Uh, he, Good job, Arlie. Uh, I know him, right? Uh, he w- would have made the move to uh, turn against the first five, but Canada obviously made it for him. In fact, Canada might have done him no favors by making that move a little bit too soon and a little bit too easy. I feel like if things hadn't shifted as drastically as they did in the house, Arlie may have been able to play the middle a little bit longer and may have been able to survive. Uh, John and Netta making that deal with Allison and the gremlins to you know vote the way they did to vote early out of the house was genius work we couldn't believe that they fell for it but they did and instantly like within seconds they knew it was a mistake when the next hoh was crowned and obviously they evicted allison soon after in fact that was the night that netta won hoh and said allison i'm nominating you as my target Sabrina, I'm nominating you as my pawn, which I loved at the time because it laid out her cards totally. Everybody knew what was happening. And uh, she softened the blow a little bit for Sabrina by placing her on the block. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I I feel like if John has to win HOH and veto to take out that to take that first shot at the first five, then I don't know if he's able to get rid of Arlie in that moment because he's a bigger threat at that point. One of the biggest uh, things to, to stop people from making a move is the fact that if they are the ones to make the move against the big alliance, then they are going to become the next big target. And so if the twist does it for you, then uh, you get to just kind of like, Oh, there you go. Oh, that's too bad. Sorry, Andrew. We love you. But no, yeah, I will say that. I will say that I do feel like the secret bum veto uh that allison had was <laughs> probably the best imp- uh, best use of this yes twist that i have seen i still don't love it but uh but it was something that we got to watch play out on the it feeds fair, allison, anybody yes, could have found that. anybody could have found it allison got to go find it uh through uh, some you know, scavenger hunty kind of thing and then uh had the ability to play it like a hidden immunity idol um and i think part of why i don't mind it too much is that it didn't really 
change much uh, outcome wise. It basically just opened the door for Arlie to potentially stay. Um, but uh, but yes, that you know, all of these other ones that are mostly fan votes or whatever, they're not nearly as, as interesting or fun, uh, in my opinion, as the uh, the bum veto. But uh, Melissa, what were your thoughts on Big Brother Canada 2? I liked Big Brother Canada 2 a lot. Um, it was the first Big Brother Canada season that I saw because um, this was about the time when people were all saying, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. You have to watch it. Um, but uh, this so this one is the first one that I saw. And then I went back and watched uh, Canada 1 later. But this one, um, I, I put it as um, number eight on my list. I really liked this season. Um, I loved Netta. I mean, she's amazing. Um, and you have so many great characters this season. You have, you know, you've got Ika, you've got John, you've got Netta, you've got Heather and Sabrina, and you know, even like Arlene and Kenny and everybody. Like you, you have so many different people that are still remembered. Like we still remember these people. Um, and then there are also so many moments. Like some of them, you guys talked about. You know, John cutting Netta. Um, we've got Ika shredding the letters, um, you know, with that whole pop and Paul thing where he's like, I have to be the bad guy. I have to be the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, we're like, no, you don't. What are you talking about? Um, like that's a big moment. And then also you've got Sabrina doing her, you want good TV? Does everybody want good TV? Like that, that is great. I mean, you've got so many memorable moments from one season, not to mention the fact that like the winner at the end, I think is a pretty satisfying winner. Um, I think that if John didn't cut Netta and took her to the final two and then John still won, I would be a little more disappointed. But the fact that he made that big move in the end makes me think, you know what? He deserves it. Um, so, you know, as much as I'd love to have seen Netta win, I can appreciate the John win. Um, and so I, I really liked this season and it was like my entree into the Big Brother Canada and I really liked it. So. Yes. Well, uh, this, this is kind of interesting. So Brent and myself both put Big Brother Canada 2 at number 14. Uh, Melissa put it at number 8. And the audience also put it at number 8. Um, so two eights and two 14s. Uh, and overall, it's going to place at number 10 on the overall list. I can tell you that it actually tied with another season. And that season was season 12 of Big Brother US. Um, it was tied with season two of Big Brother Canada, but in the star ratings, Big Brother Canada 2 had an 8 overall, and Big Brother Canada or Big Brother 12 had a 7.5. So, um... Sorry. Oh, sorry. I forgot, yes. about, I forgot about what you were talking about. The star, the star ratings, ratings out of 10, yes. 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 The ratings that we did at the end of, at the, end of the survey. Yeah. So that, that broke the tie in favor of Big Brother Canada 2 to take the number 10 spot overall on our list. That only leaves two more seasons. We've got uh, Big Brother Canada 6 and Big Brother Canada 5. Um, the two back-to-back seasons uh, as the top two here. Placed within the top 10 of our overall list. And so uh, we're going to get to our next one. Um, It is uh, the second number two out of the the 10 extra seasons that we're ranking here. Um, Is it number nine on the list? It it is, in fact, number nine on the list. Okay. Yes. Um, So it is just above Big Brother Canada. Two. Uh, 
it's, it's really hard to uh, differentiate between these two <laughs> in a vague way. Um, it was a season of uh, of fans. It was uh, lots of fans of the show. Um, it was a season where the episodes, I feel like, did not match the quality of the live feeds. Uh, Melissa was guessing five. I want to point that out. Um, I was until you said that. <laughs> yes. I thought you were trying to trick us with this. It's a season of fans. I'm like, okay, so, yeah. you know, the past players could be fans. That's the only thing that I can think of that could apply to both. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, but yes, Big Brother Canada 6 is going to place number nine overall on our list. Cracking wow, the top 10. That this is the order. I would not have guessed it. Yeah, I was I was pretty surprised. I mean, I was I was pretty pleased with Big Brother Canada six, but I, but I wasn't sure where it was going to fall. Um, I'll start with the audience this time. They rarely get to go first. Um, but uh, but the audience placed Big Brother Canada six at number nineteen. So what? the audience the was audience's fall very low. What is wrong with you guys on Big Brother Canada six. Um, I have to imagine that some of this, at the very least comes from what I was talking about, the disparity between what we saw in the episodes and what we saw on the live feeds. Um, I think that if you were watching this season only through the episodes, then then I think that 19 is high. Um, because if I only saw the episodes, I'd place True. this season in the bottom, in the 20s, uh, easily. Um, because I felt like the episodes were very bad and very boring. Um, and maybe that's part of why I enjoyed Big Brother Canada 7 so much is because, uh, every time Big Brother Canada comes along, I'm like, do I have to watch the episodes? Do I have to recap the Big Brother Canada episodes? They're so boring. Um, and Big Brother Canada 6 is the epitome of that, uh, because, it completely ignored almost everything that was happening on the feeds. It completely edited things in ways that were uh, entirely fabricated in some in some circumstances. Uh, so I have to imagine that that's part of it. Um, I know that a, there's also a, a contingent of people that are uh, unhappy with the, the outcome, the winner, that they would have preferred to see Kayla win over Paris. So I, I imagine that contributes toward the low rate ranking of season six. Um, um, and beyond that, uh, I don't know, some people, I don't know, I think everyone that was like a big, big on the live feeds and wasn't upset with the outcome, uh, I think probably enjoyed the season from just from what I was sort of tracking through the, the, the season when we were covering I, it. I feel like if I had to guess, I would think that the winner of this season and uh, her less than stellar behavior toward the end of the season. I think a lot of people remember that and they sort of like think about it jointly. Whereas, you know, to be fair, someone like me, I haven't told you where I ranked it yet is able to separate that from, you know, the in real in sort of evaluate the season as a, as a whole. So I feel like that's probably what was happening audience there well yeah i mean i think that like i remember at the time it was kind of it was like 50 50 uh between people that were like team paris versus team kayla so i think that like that 50 percent you know probably dwindled down to like a 30 percent at least yeah um and then uh in the so you take those people and you combine them with the people that were episodes only or maybe even people that watched the feeds but or factoring the episodes in which i also did um i had to take into account the fact that i was forced to watch these episodes that i really did not enjoy um so so, uh, 
so that's part of it too. So I think that all of that kind of combines into a lower ranking from the audience for Big Brother Canada Six. Um, for uh, for me, I was also uh, I was not at quite as low as uh, as the audience, but I was also low. And I think for me, it, it is almost entirely because of the episodes. I placed Big Brother Canada Six at number sixteen. Um, if it was feeds only. I think it's top 10 easily. Uh, but the episodes are a huge part of the show. And when people go to rewatch Big Brother Canada 6, you know, if, if somebody sees Big Brother Canada 6 in the top 10, as they will at number nine, and they go back to watch that season through the episodes, that's the only outlet they're going to be able to, to watch the season. They can't see what happened on the feeds. And so they're going to be like, number nine? What is this? This is not a number nine season. Um, and, and so I, I do have it a lot lower. I enjoyed it throughout on on the feeds johnny was so much fun to watch for me um i i did enjoy paris i you know i was interested in the outcome at first and and i came to really love the outcome of the season um I really feel like uh, Paris was a great winner and a deserving winner. Um, there was so much great gameplay throughout. There were some twists that I didn't enjoy. I think the Erica thing really soured me uh, on the season overall. But uh, but, you know, it, it really is just a, a season of two worlds where I loved watching it on the feeds. It was so much fun. The episodes were just so bad and I can't overstate how bad they were to me. And that's why it's as low as it is. Um, Brent. Where where did you place it overall? Well, I mean, I, I evaluated it in the vacuum that I knew what happened. I knew the episodes were shit, uh, but I'm not somebody who needs to go back and rewatch it. I covered it. I know what happened. I know how well these people played, and I know how well they put out. Yeah, I have ranked Big Brother Canada six ranked number three overall. Like overall, out of all thirty seasons of Big Brother, I have it ranked number three, which in hindsight is sort of amazing to some people I would think but it shouldn't be because it was a fantastically fun season to watch it has a, an immensely satisfying winner in Paris I personally was more invested in Kayla but I, you cannot argue that Paris is not a satisfying winner of Big Brother in fact it scored across the board a perfect score in everything that I'm looking for in a Big Brother Canada season. I love this season and not just how well people played on this season or how bad they were all gamers mm -hmm. and the women on this season oh. were fantastic. I mean, when you have somebody like Olivia and Alejandra who are, you know, early jury or mid jury who sometimes don't even get a mention and you're, you know, focusing more on people like Paris and Kayla uh, and Erica it's just a fantastic season of wonderful women, strong gameplay, uh, Johnny's strategy. I mean, like he didn't get any credit for it on the show. People are mad about that, but I know what happened and I know how well he played. He played fantastically. I remember criticizing Johnny at the beginning of Big Brother Canada 6 because he won HOH and then he won Veto in the same week and he had no business winning that Veto. And I was like, oh, he's going home soon. He's a definite target. Somehow he was able. There, were, there was like a week during week three or four where he faded back into the background. I don't even think we brought him up on the show. I love this season. It only has like one or two clunkers. Obviously, the twist at the beginning to not cast our own Kirsten McKinnis uh, and instead bring in freaking Veronica really soured me. I was so mad at the beginning of the season. However, Veronica 
did turn my opinion around. She was there to play. She was there to play badly, but at least she, she was there drama. to play. She brought the drama. She brought the fun. She had a great time while she was there. This is the season that had Hamza. Ryan was the uh, ended up being the first juror. He probably should have been evicted pre-jury, if not for Canada's twist. That's how they got rid of Erica. But he was also kooky enough during his HOH that I really did enjoy it, especially looking back on it. Like even the final five veto competition where they talk Will off the wall. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't even think something like that would work. And not only did they try it, it worked. They got Will, who could have saved his entire team off the veto wall when his ally's life is on the line there because he was so scared for his own personal safety. Uh, I just love this season. The women carry it for me. And I thought we were going to get that during Big Brother Canada 7. Not so. (laughs) In fact, the boys carried Big Brother Canada 7. But Big Brother Canada 6 was just an absolute joy to watch from start to finish. There were a few things that I didn't like. Obviously, Taryn has a fair point that going back and watching this, you're going to think it's a shitty season if you watch the episodes. But bitch, I was there. I know what Mm -hmm. happened. So that's why I ranked it so high. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a strange season. You know, the way that I watch television is that uh, I rate every single episode that I watch and then I rate the season uh, every season and then I rate the show overall. And usually when I rate the season of a show, it's some it's 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 close to the average of the the episodes the episode ratings so if if uh, you know if the average of the episode ratings are like an eight then it's probably like an eight out of ten season for me uh the average rating for my season six episodes it's like a three or a four out of ten i like going through it's like one four five four three like it's bad um but then i rate the season overall as an eight out of ten um and that's there's such a disconnect there and and that's again that's why it's as low as it is for me and not to mention as 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 brent pointed out the kirsten factor which like there aren't many moments in big brother overall that have like just made me feel sick to my stomach and that moment for me just made me feel like I wanted to throw up and like watching yep. TV doesn't usually do that to me. And that definitely yep. had a negative impact on the season as well. Uh, Melissa, what what are your thoughts here on Big Brother Canada 6? Yeah, I mean, I agree with what both you guys are saying for sure. But um, my personal opinion of the season, um, I put it as number five overall. Um, Good for you. I love I love Big Brother Canada 6. Like, this was such an amazing season. Everyone was there to play. This was such a strong season for women. I mean, you had so many people there. I mean, everybody came in ready and raring to go and ready to play. Even somebody like Jesse, who got out really early. He's he goes, Yeah, he goes running in to try and save himself. And he makes this big plea and everything. Obviously, it didn't work. But that's what I want to see. I want to see that kind of fight. I don't want to see people like just like lay down and take it. Um, and so that was really exciting to me. We had so many awesome characters and so many awesome moments. I mean, we have Johnny's big save, which was essentially like Dan's funeral. That's the kind of thing I want to see. I mean, Johnny was dead in the water and then he saves himself. He like picks himself up and he gets right back on in there. And, you know, you've also got that moment where Kayla convinces the toxic trio to, to keep her um, over Johnny. And they're going back and forth and back and forth. And you have no idea what's going to happen. And I mean, that's impressive in and of itself. You have strong women winning competitions. You've got, I mean, you've got Kayla and you've got Erica. Those guys are so strong. 
Olivia and Allie, they're their own, you know, fun. Characters. They they're so fun, fun. They're fun and they're good. I thought they were really strategic. Um, you know, the ding dongs, I love them. And then, you know, Paris, she totally slipped under the radar. And the whole time I'm like, she's going to get caught. She's playing all sides. She's going to get caught. And she didn't. And, you know, as much as I was a gigantic Kayla fan at the time, and as much as they really wanted Kayla to win, um, and I was honestly really sad when Paris won. Paris did a really good job in that, in pleading her case. And when she talked to those, that circle of winners, which I love that they did, by the way. Um, and I felt after watching her during that, I was like, okay, I think Kayla's going to have a little, little bit of trouble here. But I loved the fact that Paris and Kayla were in it to the end. And it was the two of them. And it was just like, you know, may the best woman win. And after listening to Paris's podcast with you, Taryn, I found a totally newfound respect for her game. Um, so my opinion on the winner has changed. If you, maybe if you hadn't have done that podcast, I might have, I might have been a little more sour on the season just because I was rooting for Kayla like so intensely. Um, but after seeing that, or listening to that podcast where she talked for like what, like two hours, four three hours, three hours about her game, and she was able to really explain to us her mindset for each move um i i totally respect it and i had such a good time watching that season it was like every week was something new and nobody got lazy nobody sat back everyone wanted to play and you know that's what i want to see from a season so as much as the episodes aren't super great i had a great time watching it and i you know i think the legacy lives on even though the episodes weren't so good i showed it to i showed the episodes to my mom after the fact because she hadn't seen it and uh, she loved it. And I loved it, too. I loved it. I love watching it. Um, I did, though, have to pause and say, OK, so this is what really happened. Like, Johnny really did this. It wasn't them, blah, blah, blah. But it was still fun. And so I as much as the episodes didn't exactly reflect what was going on or didn't really reflect at all what was going on, they're still fun. Um, so, yeah, I great season great season yeah uh, yes. this is also one of the few seasons where you have a woman who's really using the man i love kayla using mm. uh, Derek as a shield in part and also i'm really bummed that at the end she didn't win the final hoh because she would have done what very few women have done before her in that cut her own showmans because she wants the money she wants the win i don't know if it would have given her the money in the end but uh it would have been fun to see also that double of uh, try triple no double eviction. Uh, sorry it wasn't it was the it was the night of the triple eviction but it was the first eviction uh, before they found an hoh where the trio i love most melissa said toxic trio if i said toxic trio i'd get hate for that on reddit but when the trio is still going back they're still going back and forth as they're walking into the vote they're still trying to decide who they're going to evict that night uh just a fantastic it reminds me of uh, on Big Brother Canada 7 when uh, Damien was still deciding Girl. where to go. Girl, don't try. Bestie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I've kind of had to be the, the voice of opposition here uh, because I had it lower than than YouTube. But I did love Big Brother Canada 6 watching the feeds. And I do want to talk uh, positively about it. Um, it was one of my favorite seasons to to cover throughout um it was uh, the feeds i mean the, the episodes not as much uh and you know right from the get-go we had the three pillars of strategy uh kayla paris and johnny and they stayed in the game until the final what seven uh like that's so much fun and i really really enjoyed the fact that they were all in the game you had hamza as an early interesting character um 
all of the stuff that went on with Jesse and slamming the door and uh, and then you had Erica rising as this competition beast if uh, if the twist didn't take her out I think it would have been even more fun um, you had Johnny as as Melissa pointed out doing the impossible and managing to get three separate groups of people to all want him to stay um, it, it was it was incredible it was remarkable it was so much fun to watch um, so there there's really a lot, a lot to enjoy about this season overall and a lot of really, really great and fun players. Uh, so I, I don't want to uh, besmirch the name of, of season six. It was really for me just all about the episodes. So let's move on to what is obviously our number one season of these extra seasons is this number eight um well i'm not i'm gonna leave it vague about the overall placement because that's uh that's the final drop here hold your um, horses melissa yes <laughs> she wants to write it down i want to write it down um this is obviously big brother canada five is going to be the highest ranked season of the extra seasons and of course the highest ranked of the big brother canada seasons um I, I think for for some people, this is a bit of a surprise. Obviously, um, I can tell you that the audience ranked Big Brother Canada 2 as the number one season. The audience put Big Brother Canada 5 at number 10 overall. Um, so the audience probably the lowest on Big Brother Canada 5. Although, wait, let me let's just check mine first. Nope, just, not. No, uh, I'm the lowest, maybe. Oh, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll know. see. Um, the audience put Big Brother Canada 5 at number 10. Um, this was a season that introduced returning players. Um, uh, Brent looks very confused. Why do you look? Oh, confused? I thought you said I thought you said the Big Brother Canada 6 was number nine out of 30. So yes, how the audience put 10? Big Brother Canada 5 at number 10. Oh, OK, cool. You haven't given the overall ranking. yet. Yes. I apologize. Okay. Yes. Um, so, uh, the, there were some returning players here and there were some really great returning players. This was, this is returning players done right. Minus Dallas. Uh, and so what you had happen here is, uh, you had Kevin, you had Bruno, you had Ika, you had Netta, um, you know, it's Cindy definitely delivered uh in, in various ways um and uh, and then you had a, a a cast of new players which i felt like uh like half of them were there and half of them were kind of duds in in my opinion um but even just half of them being good is like you know 200 percent better than most mixed seasons uh of new players um so the fact that you did have compelling characters like karen you had great players uh competition wise especially like dimitri um you had uh really um you know interesting players in uh in um wow i can't remember the french connection yes um so and william dre and william yes so uh you know you had some interesting stuff going on you had some new players with backbone which is very important i think in these seasons um and a lot of crazy things went down on this season it's a very unique season not only with the setup but with the outcome the way it played out the the cindy move in the middle uh netta being immune for so long um the the vets turning on each other in the way that they did uh there's there's so it's it's hard to even like 
categorize it as a certain kind of season. Um, but I'm going to let uh, Brent, I'm going to let you start here with uh, with your view on season five of Big Brother Canada and where where did you place it? I, I have it just behind Big Brother Canada season six. Overall, I ranked Big Brother Canada five number four overall out of 30 of my North American seasons of Big Brother. Uh, you are correct in that there were a couple duds on this season. Uh, there were maybe four or five duds on this season and one returnee who shouldn't have been brought back. But the people who were there to play and the, and the people that they brought back in ICA, uh, it was amazing to watch. It was amazing television. Kevin was amazing television uh, from a standpoint of watching the game. ICA brought everything you want in a Big Brother Canada or Big Brother house guest period she brought strategy she brought fun and fights she was compelling she was feisty the only thing she didn't do was win an hoh but we can forgive that because she gave us everything else it certainly has iconic moments across the board but also i would be remiss if i didn't bring up karen who was a fabulous player to watch you can critique her game if you want but i will not hear i will give her so much credit for giving me a fabulously fun and outright just a stomping good time of Big Brother. And I felt like the can- that Karen was Rockstar before Rockstar was Twitter. You know how we always joke that Rockstar was Twitter incarnate. I felt like Karen embodied that aspect of her personality to some extent. Between Karen and Aika, I felt like we got amazing, amazing Big Brother. And the only reason that this season doesn't rank higher than Big Brother Canada 6 for me is the winner. I feel like Kevin is a satisfying winner uh, because he, just by the sheer originality of how he won, I, I feel like that must be rewarded when you're evaluating a season. But he wasn't the best winner that the show could have had. I feel like Dimitri or Ika would have certainly taken that position if they had been the winners. But uh, Kevin did what he needed to do to win, to, to make his way till the end. And I, who can be mad for him through that? I think any one of us, we can be mad for it as fans who, you know, who feel like Ika was robbed of something that maybe she was destined to get. But on the other hand, I've heard tell that even if Ika made it to the end, she wouldn't have won. It would have been, yeah, it would have been Dimitri. Yeah. So, you know, she was probably never going to win, which is a bit of a downer and a, a big, a bit of a negative in my eyes. But goddamn, I love this season. It never bored me. It really did. Yeah, um, I put this season at number 11 on my list. Um, I I had a great time watching all the bets come back. Um, it was, I mean, they picked the right people. I was so excited to see them all interact. I was very disappointed when Netta got out so early. Um, I really wanted to see what she could do. And I feel like she didn't get a chance to show anything because, you know, she was immune. So she wasn't really playing. And then all of a sudden, she's not immune and she just gets immediately booted out. It was a very exciting moment, don't get me wrong. But then the aftermath was like, oh, okay, well, Netta's gone now. All right, that's the end. Um, which was a little disappointing because I was really excited to see, like, you know, her versus Ika and all that. Um, and, uh, you know, there were some great players and great characters. Um, everything was very entertaining the whole time. Um, but I'm going to say that, like, I loved Kevin as a winner. I was so happy when Kevin won. I loved the way he like just just took it to the end by himself and everyone wanted him out and he still did it. And I I thought it was just so impressive the way he handled it. Um, and I and I love Kevin as as a player and a character. So I, I was extremely happy with his win. I think I wouldn't have been happy 
had anyone else won except maybe Dimitri's because he was in my draft. But uh, other than that, I really, <laughs> I'm just saying that's how I felt at the time. This is the point in the podcast where if Rob is listening, he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, stop talking about the draft. No, but for real though, you I, know, I, you know what though, Rob, when Rob is involved in the draft, yeah, he's interested. <laughs> he brings it up more than anyone. That is true. Yeah. What the heck? It's not just me. Uh, so yeah, I, I really, I had a great time watching this season. There were so, it was really fun. I love seeing the vets interact. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not, the, I do not want just like three vets, four vets. That's not what I want. I like the fact that there were so many of them. It was basically like an all-stars. Um, I would have loved to have just had an all-stars to be honest, because yeah, now I think we're not going to get some of these people back for an all-stars if we ever get an all-stars. But, that's the thing that I really know. think about Melissa is that they brought back these eight people and how you look at how amazing they were. And like, mm-hmm. those eight people brought it. And then you had, you know, two or three other of the newbies who brought it uh, in Karen, Dre, William. Those are, I think I can probably end the list right there unless you want to include somebody like Jackie. No. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, it. Dimitri, obviously. The list there. Um, I mean, but, Dimitri, but yeah, Obviously, Dimitri. Uh, but uh, I mean, if they would have given us a full All Stars, which they could have done, I think about how much better this season could have been because mm-hmm. the people who came back were so there to play. You can uh, Dallas, whatever. It ain't easy being Big Deasy. We didn't need to see him again. They, they got that wrong one wrong, but everybody else they got right. Um, and it was a season for us to rediscover people or find out some things we didn't really want to see. Like I was a huge Netta fan during season two, but I didn't really care for her behavior during season five. And it made me stand her less to the point where I don't even really follow her on Twitter anymore. But uh, that's what happens on an all-star season. You see different sides of people, even in big brother uh, us in the all-star season, there were people who you loved the first time around when you saw them again, you're like, oh, I don't like very much. And then there are other people that you discovered. So, uh, you know, that's what happens. I mean, that's that's one of the the, the downsides of the season for me was watching the uh, the the edit and the audience turn on Netta. I found oh, that, that to be so disturbing uh, I because I, I am firmly of the belief that Netta was exactly the same as she was on season two. Um, she was very much the same. And the edit the just completely buried her. Ripped her um, apart for no reason. Completely. Uh, and I found that to be very disheartening uh, as somebody that really, really likes Netta and enjoys uh, her presence on the show. I don't think that they needed to do that. I think that, you know, uh, Netta was taking out all of the favorite players and production got mad at her, I think. Uh, amongst other, you know, things. And so, like, uh, you know, I, I, I found that whole situation to be uh, very unfortunate in, in a lot of different ways. Um, and the way that Netta went out, while it was a crazy moment in time, it really was just like, uh, take a ton of great stuff, Ika versus Netta and what that could have been, and just mm-hmm. compress it all into one moment, and then it's over. Uh, and that was exciting in some ways but very disappointing in a lot of other ways um and so that was that was not great for me um a lot of the early game was i think hindered by the fact that netta had immunity i think it was hindered by the fact that uh, there were a lot uh, there was a lot of cannon fodder to get rid of um in in uh, in the early going of the season there wasn't a ton of uh stuff happening strategically really for me what what makes this season 
is the final stretch of it and Kevin uh, pulling through and, and, and winning at the end. Uh, it's why I like this season as much as I do. Um, being somebody that uh, that got to know Kevin um, and, and, and knows him now as well. Like I was really, really rooting for him on a personal level. Um, and this is probably the only season with uh, a considerable amount of uh, strategy absent from it that I still was able to really enjoy because I probably because I was watching like maybe like Brent does um, where it's like I just had a favorite and was just w- wanting him to do well. And he did. And so I was like, yes. <laughs> like Brent, this is breathtaking when that this happens. Is the experience yeah, that Brent has. Um, so I, watching Kevin win competition after competition, it was every single time it was like, oh, my God, is he going to lose this one? Can he survive yet another week? And every single time he managed to survive by the skin of his teeth. It was so much fun and so exciting to watch. It was very, uh, very, very great. And to see the end result where he takes the win, it was very emotional. It was a great, great moment. Um, very, very pleased with the outcome. Far more pleased with that outcome than basically any other season I've ever watched of the show um, because of my own personal investment in it. Uh, so that that definitely had an impact on where I, I put like, the season. Also, Him Kevin, go, go ahead. I was just going to say also Kevin changing the narrative when he survives the triple. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like, I felt like that was that a bigger was a moment moment. for me. Yeah, him winning was a foregone conclusion once he got to the end to me. Uh, and it was still breathtaking to watch, although I, you know, I was trying to like make points in favor of Karen because I didn't like the fact that her game was getting no credit whatsoever. I feel like she did do some positive things that maybe people weren't really buying. Um, but him surviving the triple eviction uh, and that the emotion cute. that he showed when he did when he gets down on the ground uh, was really, really sweet to watch and good for him for that. I will say that um, I will. I, I don't want to bring out my favorite phrase, which I, I, I found out on Twitter that you originated, Taryn, when you talked about the chat agreeing with me. But the chat isn't really buying uh, the fact that Netta didn't deserve that edit. I, here's the thing. I, I Wait, are you saying they're, they're, you're saying they're agree, they agree with you because it's not what I'm yeah. saying? They agree with me. Yeah, that, I, they, that she deserved the edit. There's, I wrote literally, it as, there's literally comments, I, the most I recent think... comments in the chat that are completely the opposite. Okay, well, well there are uh, some people. But look, the reason I make fun of you is because you often misrepresent what the chat is saying, and I'm just pointing that out right now. All right, all right, all right. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a fun moment here. I'm not literally saying the chat agrees with me. Obviously, there are people on both sides. What I'm trying to say is that I personally, after watching the feeds on two and watching the feeds on five, felt like that she was slightly different to the point of being cocky during Big Brother 5, which the producers did to her because they gave her freaking immunity, which didn't do her any favors whatsoever. I feel like her game and her personality would have been eminently better had she not been immune for that stretch of the game. And I do feel like that you are fair in pointing out that she was getting rid of some of the favorites, but she was a returning player. She knew the way that getting rid of someone like Cass would be viewed by the public and that goodbye message that she left for her. She did that. The producers didn't do that. I I would respect her so much less if she was like, I'm not going to take out the favorites in order for people to like me. And I'm I'm going to hold back and I'm going to like not not be myself and not be somebody who's trying to make an entertaining show in order to be a fan favorite. I, I we rag on those people all the time and I would rag on her if she if she made that decision. I think the thing is, is that she did do the stuff that we saw. So like, yeah, it's not that the edit made her 
do these things that she didn't do and now she looks bad it did um, portray certain things well, like no, the Cindy me, thing in a completely me, wrong yeah, way there are things that there are things that the edit portrayed in a way that make it look worse than it is that make it look different or the situation look like you know it, it happened a way that it didn't happen but there's also the fact that like there are things that production chose not to show of other people as much as i love aika and i love her interviews and i think she's amazing and all that sort of stuff she she can be a little mean and we all know that i mean that's just like the way she is and there was she was really mean to jackie at many points in time and fabulously mean well i'm look i'm just saying that like if production had chosen to show that with like mean music underlying it and like you know oh look at this bully like going around the house i think that people might see Ike in a different way and you'd have you know the people being like yeah Ike is getting out of the house but instead they showed Ike as like this like underdog who's helping you know who's like going against Netta who's a big mean bully and it's just the way that people show these things or the way that production shows these things like whereas like they could they could have shown Ike as the bad guy here and instead they chose to show Netta not saying that Netta didn't do these things not saying Ike didn't do these things whatever but I just am saying that, like, I agree with Taryn that I think that production unfairly showed Netta in a way that made her look really bad and made people on the outside bully her to essentially where she, like, had to disappear off social media. I yes, mean, I, I don't like it. Yeah. It, I mean, in my view, uh, Ika, or, or sorry, Netta very much just like, you know, gave back what she was given. You know, she, she, she was just like fighting the good fight, just like she did on season two. Uh, the difference was how it was portrayed where you didn't see the other side of it. Uh, and it was portrayed in a way where she constantly got shut down after trying to po- to like pick fights with people, which was very much not the case. Um, it, you know, she gave as good as she got. And, uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with what Ika did. I don't think there's anything wrong with what Netta did. I think that they were both just, you know, having drama on a show that's the point of the show but netta became the villain and that's also fine but it shouldn't transfer onto like oh netta was a terrible person or netta was bad on the show because she happened to be the villain in this circumstance because i don't think that's the case at all and i personally feel as though netta never brought it to uh, a level that was very very personal uh, like many people ultimately do she never brought it to a problematic level like many people very often do and and I think that she gets, uh, you know, because she was the villain of the season, she gets hate that is on that level like she did do those things. But she was again, she's just Netta and, and she was just being herself and I guess playing I a game. Here's the thing. I, I, I like no offense, but I feel like we've heard enough defense of her. I do feel like. That, <laughs> OK, we've heard enough. Well, I, I'm sick of hearing <laughs> we've heard enough of our side, but I'm not, not enough of your side. She wasn't a fantastic. Brent, I think we've heard enough of what you <laughs> think. But how about more of what I think? <laughs> well, I've heard it, honey. I <laughs> OK, well. We've heard you too. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I don't have let's any, just what, say what, we agree to disagree on this. One. Yeah. About, I, if I don't if think we're going to stop, then your... then we should stop. If that's what you're saying. Well, I'd like to say what I want to say. Oh, okay. So we <laughs> haven't heard enough of this. We <laughs> no, need to hear more. I got to talk for ten minutes about it, and I've talked for three. So yeah. Okay. Yes, it's been more. ten minutes and three minutes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be condescending, bitch, I can be condescending. I'm trying to say that. Look, you keep condescending with me. I'll get that condescending right back. What I'm trying to say about Netta is that her behavior very much like now was something that I didn't really care for. Like when she was her behavior during the slop vote, I felt like she should know better that when you have somebody down, like she had full control of the house at that point. 
when you have somebody down like Gary, you don't need to talk smack about him when you're also getting your way. I feel like she did that with Cass as well. I'm not arguing that she shouldn't remove them from the house. She needs to make those moves in order to move herself forward in the game. But like slapping them on the way out the door, I felt like was a bad look. And that's why I feel like she was maligned by the fans to a certain extent that was probably a little bit unfair. But I also think that the edit in some ways was deserved. I think it was just like a big pile on where it was like, yeah, there were some bad things, but then the edit just like kept piling on. Like you don't have to show all that stuff. And instead they would choose to show these moments that make her look really bad. I think Whereas where like there was other people who were doing bad stuff and they didn't show those moments. So you were like, Oh, so Ned is the only one doing this bad stuff. And, and then yes, of- of particular note with the have not thing that was not on the feeds that was entirely the edit and we have heard from the players themselves that it was edited very differently than how it actually played out so i mean uh, i think I that speaks for itself I saw with her behavior on that i didn't like it well, but sure that, you but saw an was, edit the problem was at that point we had seen so much that we didn't like but anything that was even minutely negative would probably be viewed in the worst possible light so that's what did her no favor all right. Well, uh, I, that, that's as much as I think we should uh, talk about it with oh, that. By particular... the way, I loved the season. I just want to point that out that I ranked at number four. It wasn't like I was arguing about the season. I was just arguing about that particular player and they're deserving of an edit or not. Yes. Where, yeah, where did you rank the season, Taryn? Oh, I ranked it four. Where did you rank you it? You ranked Taryn? it four. I ranked it 11. So I placed Big Brother Canada five uh, at number. 11 um and a part of it is the the treatment of netta part of it is um i think the lack of strategy um but uh but the reason it's as high as it is is because of the fantastic run that kevin has and the 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 great moments of uh of emotion uh you know watching kevin survive the final the the triple eviction watching his final two speech uh next to karen and then taking home the win you knew how much much it meant to him um getting to watch netta again even though that was unfortunate um watching uh even wa- like watching Ika throughout the season there were so many great fights that she got into uh Ika versus Kevin was was just such a great rivalry uh that led to so many great moments like Kevin giving her the veto after she tells him <laughs> where to put it uh so and um like they're just they're, like drama wise and entertainment wise it, it really delivered I think more so than most seasons I think that are out there and I was personally able to enjoy i probably wouldn't have nearly as much uh because of the the personal investment that i had in it so um so that's where i put it number 11 which is exactly where melissa had it the audience had it at number 10 brent had it at number four so the question now becomes where is it going to place on the overall list i want to know Um, if it made the top five i don't think it can if you guys gave it those scores but i really enjoyed it well, let me just let me just quickly let me just go down the list here. So uh, number nine was Big Brother Canada six. Mm-hmm. Number eight is Big Brother eight. Okay. Number seven is Big Brother three. Oh, wow. It's really up there. Number six mm-hmm. is Big Brother two. Wow. Oh, make top five. Number five is Big Brother Canada five. Yay! Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, that fits five, five. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's uh, really great. And then, of course, the the final, the rest of the five. Uh, number four is fourteen. Three was six. Two is seven. And number one 
is still season 10 of Big Brother. But Big Brother Canada 5 in there at number five overall quite high yeah i was uh, i was surprised it got that high um but i think uh, again like between my personal connection to it uh what it brings with the drama for brent um and then uh, i know like it was uh, you know the audience is still fond of it uh i think it, i mean it, 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 the, the rankings don't necessarily indicate that it would make five it was you know four ten eleven and eleven um so you know the average of that is a lot lower than five but uh but i think that it it managed to go past some of the other seasons. I was looking up this because I was kind of uh, confused about it. Season two and three were very low on uh, on Brent's list, um, which I think helped bring them down. Season Bigger Than Canada five was not very low on anybody's list. Um, just by yeah, by the nature weird. of it making the top you know top third of all of our lists, right. um, and nobody disliking it, it managed to make it into the top five. Good for that. It has it has has so many great look. You can disagree with me on that, and you obviously do. But she she was a great villain to me, and I I think seasons that have great heroes and villains always make such compelling television and such great feeds. I I really felt like I was personally invested in so many people from that season. I just really I love that season. Yes. All right. So I will I will post the uh, the uh, the uh, charts, the lists uh, that I have, the overall lists, um, and uh, we can try to get the individual lists out as well. Um, you can find that on Twitter. If you follow me at Armstrong Taren, I will have those for you uh, probably sometime tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. Uh, I do want to quickly go over the rankings here for Big Brother Canada. If you're just looking for Big Brother Canada rankings, um, then you might find this interesting. So number one was Big Brother Canada five. Number two was Big Brother Canada six. Number three was Big Brother Canada two. Number four is Big Brother Canada one. Number five, Big Brother Canada seven. Number six, Big Brother Canada three. And last at number seven was Big Brother Canada four. As it should be. (laughs) There you go. By the way, um, I saw the chat. Uh, they were making fun of me because they said I was like that lady from I can't. I think she's from Texas when she was like reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. <laughs> like you all, uh, a couple of times a year, I keep it real with Taryn. We never carry over any bad blood. I love that about Taryn. He knows me very well, and we just have we have a grand old time on the podcast. So don't ever think that I don't love Taryn because I do. Yeah, and I just carry over a lot of bad blood. (laughs) Well, I never get into a fight with you. I don't think I've ever gotten into a fight with you. Oh, that's definitely happened. I've really enjoyed watching that happen. Have I? Maybe it's happened a few times. I don't think any of our fights have been like fights. I feel like it's. Oh, no, you guys got really into it. What did we get into a fight about? I don't remember what it was about. I just remember you guys like screaming at each other. And I was like, oh, boy. That's such a lie, Terry. Sounds like fake No, I'm telling you, the audience, I guarantee you, the audience remembers. obviously okay i'm sorry i exaggerated like brent often does (laughs) you were not screaming at each other um you're just yeah i remember i've gotten i've gotten irritated with you a couple times melissa where i was like (laughs) "Mm, yeah i'm like "Mm, yeah but i I think like i've known Taryn for so much longer so i feel like totally justified in saying bitch to him whereas i don't know that i would say that to you because i haven't even (laughs) met you in person yet yeah that's true yeah uh yeah the franchise says Taryn is an instigator and uh I am. I am. Even I because I and I think part of that too, Brent. What you're saying is that like I I enjoy arguing 
And because it, it's not like a personal thing for me. I not just personal. like, I just like, I like it. It's fun. And I think it often makes and for you're good, at it. good podcasting. Um, yeah. so it, it's just, it's fun to like argue cases and, and, and stuff and get really into it. It's, uh, you know, and you know, you, yeah, you just got to make sure that it's, it's kept in check so the audience doesn't, you know, get too upset. Cause you know, sometimes, sometimes we're just a little, a little, a little too intense for the audience. Sometimes I think Brent, we're uh, a little too hot. Yes. I, I can get a little too intense for the audience sometimes, but I just must I must put it out there that I never personally get offended by anything that's said on the podcast. And once the argument's over, I'm like, I'm totally cool. So, yeah, like, if, I'm it, easy. If, if you have if you ever watched like uh, the after shows on Twitch when Brent comes on and like we were screaming at each other during the podcast and then we're like, yeah, so what's up? How's it going? Yeah, <laughs> just chilling. Taryn gets me. He gets me. You guys don't know me and Taryn. Taryn gets me. He does, I, mean, I am a complicated person to get to know. I'll put that out there. People know that. But Taryn gets me. And I do appreciate that about him. Yes. Uh, so there you go. That was the addendum to the season rankings podcast. We now have a full master list of all of the seasons. Uh, if you disagree with our list, um, feel free to, uh, to let us know in, in a nice way. That would be great. Um, uh, you know, say, say which seasons you like the best, uh, which seasons you, you don't like. Um, there's been a lot of great discussion already. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned, I will try to get the, the full list out. Um, so that will be a lot of fun if you want to, uh, to look through that. Um, and yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's what we have for you. Uh, I do have, Another thing that I that I want to to quickly uh, announce, uh, it's been a little while now since I've released a, an episode of The Terran Show. Um, you know, it's, I've been busy with uh, all the Big Brother coverage, but uh, I've been wanting to bring it back for a while. So uh, I did actually manage to record uh, an episode of The Terran Show yesterday. Uh, I want to hopefully get it back on a monthly release schedule. And yes, as people have... Uh, predicted in the chat uh i did speak with dan geesling yesterday uh for nearly two and a half hours so um if you are interested in hearing dan on the terran show that will be coming out very soon make sure you uh go and find the terran show on itunes or wherever your podcast uh did you tell him that big big brother 10 was number one um i i did did not actually i don't think so um (laughs) But he was, uh, he, he was like, uh, you, you still think I'm the best player, right? That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> he was joking. Yes. He was joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out. Uh, as I mentioned, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. You can find Brent at one lucky gay, uh, Brent, is there anything, uh, going on that, that you've got? No, I think, uh, thank God RuPaul's Drag Race is done. Uh, we don't have to, I mean, I love talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, but it's been a minute since we had a break from it. I'm, I'm ready to put it down for a little while. And I know Mike and Liana are as well. Uh, I'm really excited for the cast release. Obviously, I put a little tea out there a couple weeks ago, uh, which may or may not come true. I am hoping that I am dead wrong. And that it is a cast of new players, but we will soon know. And obviously, we got the news that Jeff Schroeder has come back, which, eh, take him or leave him. But he's going to be there interviewing the contestants on Monday, and we will be here to cover it for you. Yes, and you can find Melissa, of course, at It's Melissa with three. Three of those A's at the end. Um, And, of course, uh, American Ninja Warrior is back and so uh, so are myself Great and season. Lita to uh, to recap the episodes of American Ninja Warrior if you're interested in that it's the American Ninja Warrior wrap up 
podcast. So there you go. That's everything. Everything is is in place. Um, and uh, I'm not going to read the entire list of 30. I'm yeah, sorry. Look at it's it on just, Twitter. It's Come not going to it's not going to work. Uh, but I will post the uh, the final list so that uh, people can uh, critique it without actually listening to the podcast. So uh, there you go. That's what we've got for you. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, Big Brother 21 is just around the corner. We will be there to cover everything going on with it. As soon as the cast is released, uh, we'll be talking about the cast. We'll be talking about the season once it starts up. And uh, hopefully we'll be in store for uh, another great one. Maybe one that will break the top five. Maybe even hopefully the best season oh. of all time. If only, if only. Do you think they could do that? Do you think in 2019, in season 21, they could release the best season of all time? Do you think that's possible? No. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Okay. Well, that, that gives me hope. Of, I mean, I hope so. But I think part of the appeal of some of the other seasons is that, you know, it was the first time it had been done, you know? So, like, even if we get something that's similar to, like, Dan's funeral or something, we'll be like, yeah, but like Dan did it first. So they learned from Dan or something like that, where it's like, it's not as like, oh my God, I don't know. I just feel like okay. it'll, it'll be hard to top some of those. It's hard. I think yeah. it's hard to touch season 10 because it's just so well-rounded. There are no weaknesses that you can just, you can point to and say, well, it could be better at that. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard, but who knows? It could blow our minds. Yeah, I hope know. so. Uh, all right thank you thank you once again so much for uh for hanging out with us and enduring all of our uh arguments and uh and 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 you know pitches for seasons and all of that great stuff uh we will of course see you next time Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.